heard. I love it. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> yes, you did. Me and my buddy want to show up to Comic Con one year's Alpha Beta. <laughs> that's that's like, awesome. That's what I really want to do. That would be great. Yeah, to show up, you know. I really like. I really want to get like a whole bunch of people into it. Have someone show up as like Professor X in like a wheelchair, and they're like, ah, oh, you all go over, like tip the wheelchair over. <laughs> but I don't really want to do it to somebody who's like handicapped. Right. You want to get. Like, you want. You want to yeah. plant. Yeah. You got to right. have it. Makes sense. And we are back with Something Gate. This is episode 38? Yeah, 38. And Claire and I are joined by a very special guest this week because my ever-present superhero is off in Virginia doing his best impression of a uh, Wichita lineman. Well, not a lineman because he fell off a pole. So he's doing his best job. Impersonating a guy that installs copper and tech supports your uh, your phone line. So, I am Jared. This is Claire, and we are joined by Ryan Madigan. Ryan Madigan is joining us this week. He is one of the uh, people from the Disease Network. He is the uh, professional guest, I believe, is what yeah. you're called. Yeah, that is uh, that is the name that I gave myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, uh, Ryan, what I want to ask you, as we do all the time, is. Where'd you come from, man? How, how did how did you and I meet? I mean, like, how did you come into this show? I mean, wh- where'd you come from, bro? Well, a boy and a girl fall in love. <laughs> so what happened, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, that nah. Uh, a friend of mine who you know you I don't know if you met him just now, but Caesar. Yeah, I, uh, that was the yeah. first time meeting Caesar. So Caesar is you know okay, you could take a like five steps farther. Okay, I met. A buddy of mine, Rob, who is a bouncer at a bar. Okay. Who is cousins with my buddy Brandon, who okay. worked with Caesar. Rob is cousin with Brandon. Yeah. That works with Caesar. Correct. Gotcha. And then Caesar introduced me. You know, he he was posting all the, you know, um that just happens yeah. on his Facebook. And Captain I, Creepy Stash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> who, who drinks? Kool-Aid squeezers. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, it. Yeah, so he posted one of them, and I immediately realized that they made a mistake. Okay. And so I, I sent him a message. He goes, oh, you know, friend, you know, Adam and Rodney on Facebook, and uh, just right. tell them. So I sent them a message saying, hey, you know, you, you said this, you know, on the podcast, and it's wrong. It's actually this. Okay, well, who are you? You know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm Ryan and Francis Caesar. Okay, you know, a week later, same thing. You know, they they said something on the podcast. I'm like, oh, no, you're wrong again. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah. And so, after doing that for two weeks, Adam was like, well, do you just want to come on the show? I'm like, oh my god, what? And I like I had like a like a little girl moment. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Is he looking at me? Don't don't. Is he, is he, is he, like, and so you know, I ended up going with Brandon, and had a great time, an awesome time. And, what episode was that? Do you remember the number? Because I was I was gonna message you guys. I got really slammed at work because I wanted to kind of listen to that episode. 
and see if anything I could pick out anything to bring up on this episode. But after you and I got to talking a bit on the podcast peeps and then also through our text messages, yeah, I figured I had enough for the show. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have to listen to podcasts now. Yeah. But I still want to go back and listen to it. So do you remember what episode that was by chance? I'm looking it up right now. Give me one second. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Claire, what are you up oh, to right now? Um, I'm playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem. I know I have a problem, but I need to send my people on a missions and get faster writing. <laughs> and um, keep working on my inscription and my herbalism. So um, there's there's that. And I can do, I'm not like actually fighting anything, so it's not like I can't do both things at once. Excellent. You talked to your parents yesterday on the phone while you wowed. I, <laughs> I'm going to, as I do, I'm going to interject real quick. My folks called me to tell me all about this. They bought a mobile, uh, not a mobile home, but a, a motor home. My folks are retired and everything, and they're they're going to do a Route 66 trip, and they bought a motor home. They oh, found cool. a good deal on it. And they're talking to me, and they FaceTimed us because they want to talk to the kids. They're FaceTiming me, and I am right in the middle of trying to do an instance to get to level 90. Hmm. And I'm, my parents are over here talking to me, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that's really cool. And I keep looking back. I keep looking back. And my my dad goes, what's he doing? My mom goes, he's gaming. <laughs> like, Sorry, and he's like, no, he, no, you're like good at that. You're like you're you're paying attention to what's going on, but not looking. I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> so anyway, what what episode yeah, it was, was it? Episode fifty eight. Fifty eight. Yeah, and we talked about what was on our music playlists. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was a good one because at the time I just started like really going to the gym, and so. I was all excited to actually talk about that because I I spend way too much time at work mm-hmm. and just listen to my headphones. Right. So on Spotify, I spend like two hours making like the best playlists. Nice. And so my workout playlist was mainly like wrestling themes and eighties. Oh, that's right. Like, you were going to be on the, That's movies. right. You and Caesar and those guys wanted to do the wrestling podcast one, yeah. didn't you? Like to where you guys have that episode. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> what? Oh, your Dr. Pepper? There you go, sweetheart. There you go. No problem, no problem. I was trying not to have that on the podcast. It's all good. So, okay, so you come on out of the show and it was a good time then, yeah. huh? And then it was like two weeks later, three weeks later, uh, I sent a message to Brandon saying, hey, you know, when are we going to do that again? He goes, oh, you know, I'm slammed at work. And so I sent a message to Adam saying, so would it be weird if I showed up without Brandon? He's like, no, come on, whatever you want. I'm like, I want you to remember that you said that. <laughs> so I think it's been like... Ding dong, ding dong, yeah, ding dong, ding dong. I think it's like 14 episodes I've been on now. Holy shit, wow, that's awesome, that's man. Great. Yeah, something like that. I love it every time you're on, because I, like, yeah. I think you always bring something fun to the shows, you have a good perspective, of, like, and it's... It, like the one, one common core that I think all of us have, except for Luke and the Disease Network, at least, is that... We are all geeks of some sort. We all have our specific nerd type thing that really drives a certain portion of our life. He's a geek for sports and politics. Right, very very much like Tina Belcher. That's yes, a very good point. everyone's a geek in their own thing. Right. And it's just kind of cool to see. How... Now, is he like a fantasy? Like fantasy, like football, oh, baseball? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in one of okay. his fantasy leagues. Yeah, he's, okay. but he is hyper good at. <clears throat> not like Rain Man style, like sports statistics, but like actual real baseball fan, like can appreciate his team. He's a Cubs fan, can appreciate his team, but not like fanatically yet still live in the moment of it and realize that last year was a great year being able to go to the you know championship series 
and still losing. It was still a great year. Yeah, it sucks they lost, but you know what? You run into a buzzsaw. Baseball works like that. You know, he doesn't. He's not like going to cut his wrist over that, even though he's been yeah. waiting for it his whole life. You know, yeah. so he's a very sane person to talk to about it. So it's it's a lot of fun. But <clears throat> I just like how each every show you go to, everybody has a common thread, but everybody has a completely different person perspective on certain topics it, it's a lot of fun to have especially like on their uh on their two-year anniversary episode we just did with um that just happened you had what we had like eight or nine guys in the room had a big old sausage fest going on i love sausage festival <laughs> like the one in vienna very <laughs> <laughs> nice a big old sausage and <laughs> but there were a lot of differing opinions on things i, I just i love it you know Kevin Smith always said, "When if you're everybody should podcast because all it is you just set up recorder and hang out with your friends and talk." And I think it was a lot of fun getting with you when we did the Star Wars thing, and not not to kind of steal the thunder of where we finally ended up meeting each other. But I had a lot of fun in that episode, and I was like, "God, I want to get him on as a guest." And we you know did this last one last week, and I'm like, "Okay, with Steve out of town, I got to get Ryan on." Well, well, thank you. So, Ryan, where did we meet? Uh, we met at the. Star Wars podcast, yeah, actually. yeah. So the Force Awakens at Cuvee yeah. Cellars. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I showed up a little late, and so I kind of just jumped right into it. And I just but the way you looked oh. at Rodney, the way you were just like oh. it seems like you were waiting the entire time to come over and yeah. just like wanting to half half yell yet not yell yet. You wanted to nerd yell at Rodney. To be, it, it, awesome. it could have been anyone. <laughs> like, you know, it's not just because it's Rodney, you know. It's just you know, uh, yeah. It, it's hard to. Uh, I'm very passionate about certain things, sure. and I try to listen to all different sides of everyone's story. Absolutely. But then there's times I just, even when I listen to it, I just, you know, don't agree. <laughs> no, understandable, understandable. And Rodney has very good points, and he make like the thing I like about Rodney is that he makes very sane and very cohesive, concise statements and theories and perspectives on things. You know, he has, like, the uh, podcast equivalent of dad jokes. His puns are just second and only it, declares. It's, I it's, wish you could see the looks that I give sometimes. <laughs> because, like, uh, I mean, he has had quite a few where I just lose it. We, uh, we got lunch one time. And there was a girl wearing a Beetlejuice shirt. Okay. And she was our waitress. Okay. And I said, oh, can you grab our waitress? You know, and the girl said, oh, you know, who is she? And Rodney, you know, and I said, oh, it's a girl wearing the Beetlejuice shirt. She's like, who? I'm like, the one wearing the Beetlejuice shirt. And he looks right at her and looks at me and without missing a beat goes, don't make him say it a third time. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, and I, I just died. You know, it was amazing. So... Yeah, they're all fun. You know. That's awesome, man. So, what we kind of do is we kind of bounce through here. You know, I kind of, when we were talking, sent you a text message, message about a few of the uh, segments that we do. I'm sure, you, like you were saying, you're listening to one of them on the way over um, or earlier today and everything. Um, we're still trying to find our, our nest, you know, we're trying to find our groove, you know. We, the niche. Yeah, the niche, you know. Yeah. We like to talk about certain things, but there's also a niche we're trying to hit, and I think we're starting to get there. I think the uh, 30 or 60 thing that, that Adam tried <laughs> stealing from me is going to be a fun part of it, because I hate him so much, but 
30 or 60 is going to be fun, because I think you can also apply that to, to movies, too. Oh, yeah. It's a good way, you know, do you rent or buy? Yeah. It's, it's the same thing, only for... Like, I think that most... For gamers, what 30 or 60 is, everybody, is that we're going to... It's a segment we're going to get to later on, to where either we're going to talk about paying full retail price for a game, half price for a game, or, you know, do you rent it, basically. But you can look at that in movies, too. Do you Netflix it? Do you buy it? Or... You know, what are you going to see in theaters? I think there's a lot of fun in that. So one of the things that <clears throat> we kind of get into, is, and I brought it up to you and kind of laid you out a little bit, is Adulting 101. Mm-hmm. Adulting 101 is a segment on the show where we tell grown-ass people how to be grown-ass people. So what do you think about that? I mean, what's what's going on in your life? What things have happened that you just want to talk about that maybe younger generations or... People in general, everyday life that aren't being fucking adults do to you. So, one of the ones that I kind of bring up that I made myself remember, because, have you ever, you know, like, hey, this is me very close to what, you know, Ronnie and Adam do with the really, really. Yeah, no, it's okay. okay. But yeah. They stole it from us, too, it's fine. Which yeah. I say yeah. about four times a day. Yeah. <laughs> like um, somebody does something at work and I'm really, really. On the way over to the podcast, Steve called me from Virginia, he's like, I had a really, really today. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god, come on, man! But as I'm pulling the subdivision, uh-huh. there is a white, or not a white, a blue SUV. Okay. And it was a dad. I assume it's a dad. And I saw that there was like a, a, a his wife. I assume was the wife. I don't know. Was in the passenger seat, and there was a kid standing on her lap. S- standing. Yes. They were parked? They were driving? They were driving. Which is completely responsible. Yeah. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, I, I did like a triple take. And I was almost like, whoa. Okay, first off, there's a car seat in the back seat. <laughs> I don't care if you're going a block away. Oh my you know, God. you sit there and it's like, that is the most irresponsible thing you could do. And I just. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Like, someone needs to take away these parents'. Right, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. You need to have a license to drive a car, yet you don't need to have a license to have a kid. And I understand yeah. that it's a basic human right, blah, 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 whatever, fine. No. I get you. At the same time, wow. Wow. I mean, look, you turn around, the school that my kids go to is right there. So I have picked my kids up, and my car would be raining or something. Usually I just park and walk over and get them and walk back, right? But I, there are times when it's raining or whatever, I'll drive over and get them, and I'll let them get in the car, and I'd say, look, sit down. No, you don't have to put your seatbelt on, but sit down, and I drive out of the parking lot into my subdivision and drive home. That doesn't mean get up and dance around, jump in the front seat, fuck off as much as you want around the car. No, that's ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, yeah. no, like, you got to have a certain sense of assholes. self-worth. You can't do that. Yeah. That's so bad, man. They were in my neighborhood. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds yeah, about right. It's, 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 it's a dice roll. It's a yeah. dice roll. There's a lot of plenty, plenty of really nice people in my neighborhood, and there's plenty of other people that Assholes. are not adults in my neighborhood. Yeah, at all. I mean, at all. Mm-hmm. Claire, have you had anything going on this week that's kind of like a adulting one on one thing that's just driving you bananas? Is Shit is right. That's a B A N A N A S. Bananas. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think anything too too bad this week. 
Last week I probably could have given you about a thousand. Oh, you know, I take it back. I have a really, really moment from today. Or, or a um, well, a shout out to you, GGH. Right? We, we can, we can bust that like, little really, really. If they're gonna steal my thirty or sixty, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna pull out the. Uh, but it is an adulting one hundred and one. If you're in a conference room, ooh, nice. This is like real adulting. It's not normally your conference room. Put it the fuck back, or at least leave it nice and neat. So today, um, one of the administrative assistants to, or executive assistants, because she works for one of the executives, asked about a room that she had. Or I handle one of the rooms, because it's a training room, uh-huh. and she said, hey, can I get into the room early? I said, yeah. She asked if I could let her know how it's set up, because she sits on the other side of the floor. So I go to open the door, flap, and the door slams back on my hand. I was like, are you kidding me? Whoever was in there the night before had left chairs in front of the door. We have, two, like, two doors. It's not a huge conference room, but there's two doors yeah. to it. Like, that's, A, a fire hazard, and why the fuck would you leave chairs in front of the door? And it wasn't just, like, a chair in front of the door. It was, like, stacks of chairs. I, like, piled all the extra chairs in the room in front of this one door. I'm like, all right, so I moved that out of the way, and I let her know about the room. Go back later in the afternoon to use the restroom. Another group of people that had been in there after the, uh, after the one that it had called mm-hmm. left the goddamn projector on. I don't know if you know anything about projectors, but the light bulbs on those are oh, yeah. you will nuke super those. expensive, you... and you'll nuke them, especially if you're yep. not running anything, if it's just the same screen. I was like, they didn't turn off the lights. They didn't turn off the projector. It's as easy as turn off the lights when you leave the room when you're a child. Come on. You know seriously. what I'm saying? Like, I got to say, I screwed up when I, like, ugh. some good things have been happening for me at work, and I got a new office and everything, Woo. and... I was cleaning out the office because I'm like, okay, well, I'm taking over for another person and I'm trying to see what stuff is relevant and what stuff isn't relevant, right? And I laid out this huge thing of paperwork in a conference room. And then I pulled out more similar documents in my office and went to somebody else and said, hey, I want to get rid of these. Where do I get rid of them? They told me where to get rid of them. I never went back and picked up the paperwork from the conference room, which is I hate. I don't like leaving clutter places and things. So I went in, that was Friday, I went in Monday morning, and the paperwork was neatly piled together on the, like, off the side of the conference room, because I know there's a meeting in that room every morning. So I was that guy. I had this shit strewn all over the table trying to read what the fuck it was, and then somebody was nice enough to put everything together, because somebody might want this, yet I was throwing all of it away. I felt like a dick. But, hey, I felt know, like a dick. But that's called because I just because I just didn't think enough to go back and pick it up. That was I, I was like ah man. That, that I appreciate the politeness of the person though that did that, and that's yeah. the thing. Like uh, my boss keeps telling me, like I, like she hates for it to become like I become the warden of the room, but I'm at the same time I'm like you shall not pass. It pisses me <laughs> off. Just like sometimes, like if the room, you left the chairs out of place, fuck you. You're not getting if, the room. If the room's booked. You know, or someone that's lower on the totem pole has it booked, and someone right. higher up, like someone has. <laughs> Boop, you got bumped. I had this, I had this asshole, and we're gonna use asshole that had the room booked for one hour of a day at the end of the day, and they needed it for a three day training course that they were for forty people, and we have very limited conference space. Right. And I'm like, you have to move your meeting. He's like, well, I don't know if I can take this other room, and I'm like, D- you don't understand. You don't have choice. Like, this isn't your room. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm not asking. <laughs> I'm not asking. I was playing. Um, I helped him find, I, tr- I tried to help him find another room, but then, like, it turns out after we went back and forth for, like, over the course of a week and a half, so I gave him ample time to. Right. Finally, he goes, oh, I told so-and-so they could have the room. I'm like, not your room. Like, you can't even book this in Outlook. 
Like, right. I'm the only one with access to the calendar. So, so what like, you're saying is you're the bouncer with the list. I am the bouncer with the list. So that's <laughs> why I'm like, um, I just want to, I want to, like, it's on my C list of things that I yeah. like to get to, which is, I want to, like, if someone asks for the room, give them a etiquette or, you know, for the room, like, here's your responsibilities. If you need to change the layout, you need to make sure the doors aren't blocked, the lights are out, and if you're not going to use it, you cancel. Just, which is, you shouldn't have to explain that to people, but you do. Because people suck. You got anything else? A little uh, adulting 101, anything else that's been... You know, like, I kind of look at adulting 101 for me. It's like, you ever seen... You watch Family Guy at some yeah. point, I'm sure. You ever seen the grind my gears, you know, grind... Yeah. That's kind of what I use it for. It's like, yeah, adult... Yeah. Like, at first, there's, like, probably, like, seven or eight things that we wrote down that we wanted to hit on. We hit on all of them. So now it's kind of like... It's almost like a really, really segment, but it's all... It's like a really, really... That kind of extrapolates a little bit. It goes, okay, look. Really, really, but this is how you really need to, like, handle this situation mm-hmm. type thing. So... If you've got anything, I'm sure I'll think of something. Absolutely, bring it up at whatever you want. We can kind of move around. This can be free flow. It's all good, man. So one of the other segments that I brought up that we've talked about, we talked about it at dinner a little bit way ahead of time, is white and nerdy. Yes, yes. White and nerdy is a segment of our show where we talk about comics because comic books are cool. Nerdy things are cool. Yay, nerds! I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not even right now. As my co-host. Plays World of Warcraft. Apparently, Jared is, is her gateway drug. <laughs> so one you of the did things this to me. <laughs> where'd you learn that from? You. <laughs> so one of the things I brought up to you um, through our text messages that I wanted to bring up was Comicsology streaming service, which is an Amazon product, which is where you can read. Um, it was a, it was a while ago. I just kind of like, hey, I want to talk about this, and I don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't really have to like. You didn't have to read. You didn't have to read anything about it. But Comicsology no, now is following the Netflix model, and they are allowing downloads and for subscription feeds four ninety nine a month. Uh, you can try it out for a seven day free trial, which I just started it today. And they're uh, contracted through like IDW, Dark Horse, a few image, yeah, Image Comics. Basically, everybody besides Marvel and DC, they're signed up with because Amazon has the rights to the uh, digital distribution of those books. And anything that's more than, I, it, it kind of looks like more than two or three years old, you yeah. can get Netflix style and just download it and read it. I think what, what I read about it was that like the really popular stuff, they're going to only allow like three-fourths of it and then... There is a list of like major label content. Mm-hmm. So like you know, like a lot of the main like um, manga stuff that I was looking yeah, at was Attack actually on the Titans on there. Yeah, and is, so and I haven't read. I've I've seen the the TV show. Yeah, but I haven't read any of the mangas. But that's something that I'm like, oh man, I might I might dig that. Yeah, you know. So I, I think that could be cool for opening it up to maybe somebody who. Just wants to kind of get into it and doesn't want to have to invest in you know going to the comic book store and you know because that's not for everyone. You no, know? That, and that's but, that's what that's one part that like I looked at it and it kind of where it didn't it didn't lose me, but I was kind of like I was excited about it. Like I downloaded it yesterday and I'm like cool and I'm like flipping through all this stuff because I really like um, uh, Robert Kirkman stuff. Okay, so he's he's the guy that writes The Walking Dead, but he also wrote Invincible. And then along the Invincible storyline, not storyline, but in that same Skybound universe, as you uh, you have Chew, things like that. And I've I've kind of really dug those 
not they're not they're not quite indie because they're bigger than indie. You know, they're not really indie books, but I like those books. So for a couple of years, a few years ago, I bought like the Invincible Compendium, like so the first like sixty books, sixty comic books of it, so I could read it because I was just like, oh my god, this is awesome! I want to read it. And when I logged into the app, you can get about the first forty comic books of the series, and I'm like. Fuck! I've already read those. <laughs> and I went to two, and I'm like, "Fuck! I've already I have I I have this shit. You know, or I sold it at this point. You know. Yeah. And but I kind of dug. I started going down the list even more and more. And I guess there's um, is it Lock and Stow? There's this one that I bought. The this one that I downloaded. That's kind of like more. It's all based on like uh, Miskatonic University and the Cthulhu series of everything. The comic book series. I'm like, oh. I don't have any of those. This might be something fun to read. And the way I look at it is like I spend four ninety nine on dumb shit every day. Yeah. If even if even if this thing like auto renews on me a couple times and I get a couple months of joy out of it, yeah, I've at least got something out of it. But like being able to read Attack on Titan to see what the manga is because I'm big. I really do like going back and seeing what the source material is. Yeah. Because all these animes come from a manga. It's very rare that you have a uh, anime before a manga happen to back it up. Right. Correct. Yeah. So I'm really stoked to see what the Attack on Titan series is like. I, you know, it's probably going to be a lot of pages of me just whipping through pages, but the, the artwork in it, the, the drawing, I really love that as, a, as an art style. It's something I appreciate, and I think I can appreciate it on a digital device, and I think this is going to let me see whether or not I can do it. So I saw a, a meme, and it was supposed to be, I don't think it actually was a Stan Lee quote. Okay. But they said it was Stan Lee who said it, and it was, you know... Now, the way that I look at the digital comic books right. is the way I look at boobs. You know, they're fun <laughs> to look at on a computer, but I'd rather hold them in my hand. Absolutely. So, when I have certain comics, and I do read some ones on, you know, my phone, mm-hmm. you know, because I could pull up, you know, my, you know, my Dropbox or, you know, whatever. Right. I, you know, and I, I have some of them that I, I can say, okay, you know, I need to read this. This is what I'm going to read. All right, I got it. Readily That's how available. I read Silver originally. I had it as a PDF. I've, yeah. I've bought the majority of the books over time, but like I had Civil War as a PDF. Yeah. I mean, because I, there was no other way to get it. I mean, you could buy the books, but trying to collect all the books and actually get the storyline out, to, you know, a few years ago, like it just you you couldn't get it. You couldn't you couldn't sit there and have you're looking for books buying shit online. It makes sense to be able to have that at the ready. Yeah. You know. So continue. So, uh, there are some things that it is, you know, I, I don't know if I could find. Mm-hmm. You know, when I tried to find, you know, uh, they had the Sons of Anarchy came out with a comic for a little while there. Okay. And the comic book store that I go to didn't have the first issue. And I was like, well, okay, well, they have the second, third, and fourth. Okay. Right. Do I just start with the second? I kind of want to. <clears throat> you like, can't. I don't know how you could just jump right into the second one. So this is something where I could like guarantee, hey, you want to read this? It will be here no matter what. Right. That could be awesome. That's where I kind of look at it like this. This scratches my. I want to know the story itch. Yeah. Whereas collecting comic books, I have a collector. I like that's not. A, it, I don't like like as an addiction, but I like to collect things. There are certain things I like collecting at different points in my life, and those things I like to collect change over time. Mm-hmm. You know, for a few years it'll be comic books, and then it's paintball guns, and then 
It's video games. Like, I want a big video game pick. Like, we're through a year, I'll buy, like, 15 video games. We're usually, we're usually, it's, like, two or three. Like, that's my, my normal purchase for a year is, like, two or three video games, and I'm good. But I'll get on certain years, I'm like, oh, I need this, 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 that, you know. I, I, I'm very cyclical. Yet, I always want to know the story. So I think this, for a person like me, works out really good. And it also works out well for, man, I'm on the toilet, and Clash <laughs> of Clans is a maintenance update. Uh, let me I read this. so much. All right. Oh, those maintenance updates oh, kill me. Oh, it's killer. <laughs> Check back in 15 minutes. Fuck you. No way, yeah. man. All right, I'll use comic. Now I'll be like, all right, whatever. I'll use comic. Yeah. So I know I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, one of the things that uh, Nick Pearl from You're Going to Get Disease brought up for a white and nerdy topic a couple days ago that I thought was a really cool idea was what is your geek or nerd holy grail? What is the thing that you either had or haven't had that you could have had a shot at that you never pulled the trigger on? So the thing... All right, I'm going to start this off by saying there was something that I wanted to buy for the longest time, but I could never pull the trigger on, and I just bought it probably a month ago. Maybe nice, a month and a nice. Ago. Oh, I'm kind of stoked. What is it, man? It really is, like, it's nothing big, because I've always had, like, little things that I've always wanted to buy. But look at it this way. The Holy Grail in, a te- in, in the Crusade isn't a big yeah. golden chalice, is it? It's so. important to a person. It's just a, it's just a carpenter's cup. So what? So when I was a kid, and you know, this is the quick story behind it. Uh, I really got into the X Men animated cartoon. I did every kid. Uh, there was an episode where they were in Scotland, and the Juggernaut was at a castle, yep. and a guy came flying in. And sat there and, you know, kind of, like, ordered everyone around. And he was the gladiator. Okay. And the juggernaut kind of said, like, oh, who the hell is this guy? You know, walked over and punched him. And he didn't move. Just, just nothing. Then he picked up the juggernaut and threw him all the way across, you know, Lake Ness. And you're like, holy shit. Like, at the time, the Juggernaut was like the like it was yeah. the Colossus Juggernaut yeah, what, Rogue. Right. It's like and this dude just full on threw the Juggernaut like across the like world. It was nothing. And I'm like that is the greatest thing. And so I started researching more about him and his powers. And I went to Comic Con like seven years ago, and I saw that there was a bust of him. Oh really? And I sat there I'm like, oh my god, that is such a like a random character to have. But he was always one of my favorite characters. Because of that scene when I was a kid. Right. And then you know, as I started like researching more and more about his powers and who he is and what he could do, I just sat there and said, you know what, I really I really want that bust, but right. I really can't justify spending like seventy dollars on a yeah. bust that's just gonna sit there and, and be a display piece. Yeah. Fast right. forward to not touching a plane with it, you're just looking at it. <laughs> fast forward to four months ago, I'm talking to my dad and he wants to redo parts of his house. Okay. And they have a china cabinet that was, you know, mine, you know, like, you know, that with my family. And he was just going to donate it. I'm like, no, 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 you can't just donate it. It's a nice right. china cabinet. Right. He's like, well, I don't want it in my house. We already have a china cabinet. I don't need two. Fair and enough. And so he goes, either you take it or it's going to be donated. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I don't know what to do with a china cabinet. I mean, uh-huh. like. I don't really have, like, stuff to display, like, <gasps> or do I? <laughs> and so, you know, but 
That's oh, the that's awesome, man. That's so, awesome. Oh, yeah, so there's the gladiator. Uh-huh. And this is all my nerd stuff. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I got to look. I got to yeah. look. Oh, you got an infinity gauntlet? Yeah. So I have, I have the Dragon Ball, the Eternal Drew, Dragon. You got Pit Boy. Yeah, I got the TARDIS. I got with the Ninth Doctor inside of it. I got the nice. Sonic Screwdriver. <laughs> Pretty much anything nerd that you could think of, I, I have awesome, covered. I got dude. all the minions from the McDonald's, which I had. That's the Dragon Ball Dragon. Like, a lot isn't of it? Is that the Dragon Ball Dragon? Yeah. Nice. The one thing about What's Doctor Who that always boggles me is how many people like, awesome. oh, I love Doctor Who, but I didn't hear of it until three years ago. It, it is crazy, because when I first started watching Doctor Who, I hated it. I still do. I, I, I hate I've it. Tried it. I've tried and tried and tried. And I tried. watched I the just, first episode, and I was like, this is garbage. I, I watched the third it. episode, I'm like, this is weird. I watched you know, the fourth episode, I'm like, all right, that was, that was all right. And then I watched the fifth episode, I'm like, all right, that was amazing, I need more. But then I got busy. Uh-huh. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll get back to it eventually. And then I ended up... Watching an episode randomly, and it was actually really it was it was on at my gym. Okay. And so I'm on the treadmill, and I'm watching this episode, and it was a different doctor. This mm-hmm. is David Tennant at the time. Right. And he was in a library. And if you, people who are listening to this understand, you know, you probably know exactly which episode it is, and it's a two part episode. Okay. And I've never ran for that long in my life. Where it was just you two just hours straight, in. and I watched both episodes. Back to back, just straight on the treadmill. Didn't realize how much my legs were hurting, but I was that sucked into that episode. Really? And after that, and then I went home and I was talking to my my roommate at the time. I'm like, so I kind of want to watch Doctor Who, and he's like, well, well, okay, right now, let's start right now. And I ended up watching the first five episodes again. And once again, I was like, "See, this isn't like this isn't for me. This isn't what I thought, like what I want." So you even went back and we yeah. watched the first five again. You're yeah. like, and still, I was like, like still, nah. Nah, nah. And so he goes, "Well, the first season is you know uh, Christopher Eccleston." And he goes, "Just give it a shot." Is that the one where she's in the mannequin factory? Uh, yes. I don't yeah. get it. It yeah, makes weird. no sense. Yeah, weird at all. So near the end of his run, uh huh, I he actually like had some really good parts. I'm sure. He, but, but then a lot, a lot of effort to get to some good stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm like, yeah, usually I don't give stuff that, that many chances. You don't have but to. But I keep thinking to back to the David Tennant. Right. And I'm like, well, that was such a good episode. If I get to even partially like that, right? okay. Yeah. And then they brought in David Tennant, and immediately, I'm like, all right, this is what I wanted to watch. Okay. This is the show that I like. So skip the Christopher Eggleston stuff. And just you kind of have your... to watch. You oh, don't why? have to. You, you Everybody don't, says like, that. Skim it. You know, watch the Cliff Notes. I don't know. Read Wikipedia. On yeah, it? read Wikipedia on the first. And then just jump right into. Yeah, the... but David Tennant to me, you know, it's like it's just a phenomenal actor. What? Yeah, Purple Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's a great actor. Oh yeah, great. I uh, loved it. And then you know he was also in uh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, he's been in so many things. But is that yeah, Barty. Not is that Barty Crouch? Yeah. Barty yeah. Crouch. Yeah. Um, he plays creepy really well. He does yes. play creepy very well. Yeah. I started making our children listen to Harry Potter on the ride up to uh, my parents' house last weekend. Um, nice. What did they think? Uh, they actually really enjoyed it, which I thought was kind of cool. Cool. That'd be fun so, to take them for yeah. that, like this weekend. Hagrid. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a. There, sorry, he showed me his uh, his Funko pop. His Funko pops in his china cabinet. There was one at uh, Target. But we were there a couple weeks ago for the kids' birthday, like taking their gift cards and stuff. They had a Deathwing Funko Pop oh. on clearance, and I was this, I was like, I have nowhere to put it. It was like nine ninety nine. I was like, 
I regret. I regret not buying that. Um, sorry, didn't mean to tangent on. We tangent. Yeah, we tangent. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We ta- we tangent a lot. I love tangenting. It's fine. The best part about having a podcast is you can edit the shit out of it and you can yeah. make it sound like however you want. It's fantastic. <laughs> like you're gonna edit. I you're fair enough. I am gonna edit the dead space out between these three minutes, but that's it. Unless you hear dead space, in which yeah, so. tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got lazy. So um, my nerd holy grails. I regret. It, it's a it's a bittersweet it's a bittersweet story. I got them. I bought them. I got my hands on them. Okay. The things that I wanted. From the from the time that I was a young kid, young teenager, I I got really back. I really got into comics during Death of Superman, um, and well, sorry. First off, with the Secret Wars and the Black Suit Spider Man and everything, and yeah. Venom popping up and getting his own series, and then in the Death of Superman series, I really got into it. Then the Black Poly Bag. Remember hearing it announced on the radio that DC was killing Superman. Yeah, that was you know? crazy. It was nuts. It was crazy. I mean. And so I turn into an adult, and there's this wonderful, wonderful world, wonderful, wonderful thing called eBay, to where you can find all that shit nowadays for much, much cheaper than it was when it was originally put out. But back when I was a teenager, I put together every single comic book of from the death to the return. So I had all of the Rise of the Superman. I went to a bunch of different Graham Crackers comics, putting together you know, the Green Lantern book and all of the different books from the storylines that I didn't give two flying shits about to put this, like, 50 comic... It was like ends up being like a 72-comic book run together of the death and return of Superman. Okay, so it's post him getting killed by Doomsday. Spoiler alert. <gasps> um, you have to say spoiler alert before. <laughs> Do I? He'll edit that in. <laughs> no, he won't. And... <laughs> So the thing that I always wanted, though, that I wanted at the comic shop that my parents would never let me get. Like, my dad was really cool about it. Like, he'd let me go pick out, you know, five or six of the comic books. He's like, look, you're getting, like, these for, like, 15 bucks. It's great. I'm like, I, I want that. I want that. And I was like, I wanted the black poly bag. I never got a chance to get it. It was hard to get when you were a kid because there's only so many comic book shops and everything. And you had to be on the list. You did. You had to... For you to get that black poly bag back in the day, you had to have a box, and it had to be put in your box. You weren't just picking up off the shelf for not retail, mm-hmm. you know. Fast forward a whole bunch of years. I'm, is a, you know, five or six years ago, I find it on eBay for like eight fifty for two of them. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. Bought that, tore one open so I could read it. Left the other one, no problem. Great. The other thing that I wanted, I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of on a... It's kind of started down rabbit hole style. I'm like, oh, well, I found this. Let me see what else I can find. I found the Secret Wars, where the first appearance of the Black Suit Spider-Man and everything. Nice. Along with um, the Web of Spider-Man 1 through 27, the whole run of Web of Spider-Man, where he comes back in the Black Suit. Yeah. And Spectacular Spider-Man, where he comes back. I'm like, I was just going down this list. I'm like, I want that. It was kind of like one of those things where I'm like... You know, I said I collect things and I get on kicks. I'm like, yeah. I want that, I want that. I didn't have this, 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 and this, right? At that same time is when I, the reason I kind of brought it up is I was collecting a lot of comics from a comic book shop. I went in there and they kind of turned me on to Walking Dead at the time, which was new. Yeah. New where it like had about 30 books at the time, 30 or 40 books at the time. I, ju- I came in late, and I mean, that's three years later, right? But I was like, okay, well, give me every book from here on out and I'm going to start picking up books 
you know, back issues, right? So it was kind of like on a big back issue kick. Fast forward to about two years ago, two and a half years ago, I sold them all. Oh. I had them. I got my hands on them. I, the things that I wanted as a kid, for me, I think it was at that time when I sold those that I realized that a lot of the fun for me is the pursuit and the want and the desire from not having it, that once I have it, I just don't value it anymore. And that kind of made me sad. Like, yeah. I, was, I was like, I want this, but I don't really want to display it. Now, I have a few things that I've kept that I really do want to display. For instance, I have, I have the, new, the new run of the Secret Wars, one through six, from about, I think it must be ten years ago now, where Brian Michael Bendis wrote Secret Wars, one through six, signed by Brian Michael Bendis. Nice. I want to, I want to frame those up and display those, you know. If my, if my Black Polybag Superman or my... Secret Wars number eight had anything on them, that would have been something I probably would have kept going, okay, this is different. I, this is a collector's item versus just a comic book. To me, after I had it, it just became a comic book. And I know Nick on You're Gonna Get Disease has talked about it a few times. Everything to him has a price now. Like, you know, for him it's like, oh, well, this could be, you know, his daughter's, you know, go to her college fund or go to this. For me, it's not that. Like, anything I buy or sell goes in the same fund like okay well now i can get a different comic book or i can get a different video game or i'm gonna buy a paintball gun or i'm gonna get some jobs on clash of clans like all the stuff i do just kind of like aside from the the stuff that is just disposed just kind of circulate so it's like i i love that i was able to get my hands on my holy grail i'm kind of bitter that the person that i am let him go but at the same time, there's still things that I have that I've found through looking for those, such as those Secret Wars. I kind of just stumbled upon them, and I'm like, I would love that thing. Because, like, you have a comic book cover that's got, like, it's got, like, Daredevil on the cover, but it's all, like, a really cool comic, comic book cover, and it's got, you know, Brian Michael Bendis' signature in silver Sharpie on it. So it looks really cool. So, like, there's some things I've stumbled upon that I didn't know that I wanted that I found yet. I have all of my Ultimate series. I have Ultimates 1 through, like, 52, like, the first year run of it, where mm-hmm. I'm like, this is great. I'm not. I'm never getting rid of this. Like, I can just, I can go back and grab these books that are now the canon, for the most part, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that I'm like, oh my god, this is great. But those ones that I wanted as a kid are just gone. Hmm. So, that's uh, a really long, long version of my uh, Holy Grail. That's good. Uh, the other Holy Grail that I had that once again I bought recently uh, started off as a dream I had five years ago where a kidney? you bought a kidney? I bought a kidney (laughs) yeah I kidnapped Charlie you know on a candy mountain Uh, (laughs) I I had a dream that me and a group of my friends found the Dragon Balls. Nice. And it, like, and just chaos ensued. And it was just Shenlong, like... Shenlong, that's what it is. Sh- yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. Squirrel. Squirrel! <laughs> uh, so a bunch of your friends... Yeah, and so... Balls. But like, like all of our wishes were just stupid. Really? Yeah, and so like, but like, like it was just so like... It was almost like like a, like a parody where it was just so easy to find these things. Okay, oh, there it and is. So you know, it was like you know, and they kind of go over that where you know it would take people lifetimes to find these Dragon Balls and the original you know 
and just Dragon Ball. Yep. And all of a sudden it's Dragon Ball Z, and it's like, oh, you guys again. Right. What do you want this time? It's Krillin dead again. It's like, oh. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, like, and that's kind of what it was in my dream. And so when I woke up, I kind of went up, and I've got a little journal that I keep next to my bed for, like, the weird fucking shit that I dream. Because it's always interesting to look back at it saying, like, all right, you know, all right, yeah, that, that was kind of a weird dream, you know? Right. right? But I should have written this stuff down, and it always became an idea where I'm like, you know what? What if I, you know, bought some Dragon Balls, and I, you know, gave it to some of my friends? Like, you know, I bought, like, a whole set and gave it to some of my friends, and then came Christmas time that year, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And then I look... And like each one of the Dragon Balls to get like not the golf ball size one, they're like twenty nine dollars right. each. Yeah, I'm like I'm not spending that much money. Yeah, that's insane. Sorry guys, <laughs> I like you, you and know? everything, but yeah. as you said, they're painting golf balls. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <coughs> fast forward years later, I got a really nice bonus at work, and it was one of those things where I'm like, all right, you know, and the Christmas time was coming up again. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. You're doing. I'm doing it, and so I bought the whole set, so I got, you know, every single one of them, and I ended up making, like, homemade pillows. Really? So, like, they're, like, suede pillows that I made, and I was sitting there, I was trying to think, I'm like, alright, I don't want, like, obviously you can't have them all in one place. Right. So all of, you know, like, my, like, close nerd friends that, like, I've nerded out with over the years, each got one. Okay. And so, you know, I, I have... One of them in Wisconsin, one of them in Seattle. Nice. You know, and you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, Anna spread them across the country. <gasps> yes. That's oh, awesome. I was so happy, and I was like, all right. So that was my like extreme nerdy, you know, holy grail That's moment. That's freaking cool, yeah, though. It was, man. it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. And you got to spread that to some of your other friends. That's great. Yeah. So. It's awesome. Well, I figured this one should probably bounce off the nerd stuff for a little bit because we're going to get back yeah, to yeah, it in yeah, a few yeah. minutes here. Yeah, but. Of one of the things that we like to do on this show is we started talking about sports because for Steve and I, Steve is a huge baseball fan. He loves baseball. White Sox, so they dies, right? But he, he, I got him in fantasy football, so he started paying attention to football a bit. What, and he what still hates basketball. What are your football teams? My football teams? Yeah. Chicago Bears. Okay. Bears. What is your second favorite team? My second favorite team is, yeah. ooh, that's tough. Yeah, I, and that's, that's you know, because you... You know, there's always a favorite, you know, and of course, if you're from Chicago, it should be the Bears. It is. You know, um, unless you have, like, a family member. I'm not from Chicago. I'm from Michigan. Oh. I was born in Michigan, and I moved out of Michigan when I was four years old, moved to Ohio, then to Wisconsin, then here. Oh. So I have a lot, all of my family, aside from my sister, and one of my cousins lives, two of my cousins live in Michigan. Okay. So I have a big Detroit Lions back. I don't really care for them. Like, I never okay. really have. It's it's not that. Um, I'm more AFC-NFC. Okay. Um, my NFC team is the Bears. Always have been. Um, for some reason, I've always liked I've always liked the Seahawks. I thought they've always had a good really? thing. Always have. Even, even back in the day, a bit. Thought they were really good. Um, but my AFC team, I've really... Man, like, I, I'm i fair weather. AFC, I really am fair weather. I, I'm not really a big fan of the Patriots. I like what they do. I like Bill Belichick. I, people hate him. But yeah. I think he's a great coach. And, you know, 
It's only cheating. I believe it's a 30, a 30 for 30 on him, which is amazing. Yeah. Love it's, 30 for 30. You yeah. got us hooked on 30 for 30 oh. again. She loves okay. it, by the way. Cause, yeah, because yeah, you're the one that started watching it again. You're like, oh my God, I'm watching because it was a, yeah. it was, um, I just saw you're talking yeah. about 30 for 30. Yeah. We watched damn near all of them. Yeah, I, I have, the next time we see each other, I'll bring it over. I have the first 120 of them, I think. It's, you know, I, I bought Holy the, it's on Blu ray. It was one of the Amazon deals where it was the. That's right, yes, the, the yeah. The five year right, anniversary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a five year anniversary box and it was like 60% off. And I was good like, value. oh, yeah, done, yeah, buying now. So, I mean, That's but so, like, I just watch those randomly and they're all so good. But, how about you? What, what is your football team? Oh, Bears. And do you have a second favorite team? Um, whoever is going to give me fucking points on my fantasy team. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow that. Who is, all right, so who is your fantasy player that you seek? Um, like who is your favorite player from your last year that got you the most points? You took, she actually took second in our league. The, oh, the, yes. league, that, the league that I run is great. Um, I, I'm in a lot of fantasy football leagues, but the league that I commission is two eight-team leagues. It's Last year was a guys and a girls league. So you had the vineyard and the still. Okay. okay. <laughs> they were two independent eight-team drafts. So yeah. you could so if you could have Drew Brees playing in this league and Drew Brees could be playing in that league, okay? The winner of each of these leagues then played each other for the championship. So you could have had an exact team playoff that huh. then would have had to go to tiebreakers. It's a lot of fun because eighteen, you know how it is. Eighteen fantasy yeah. leagues makes it. There's a lot of players available in a in a twelve team in an eighteen, fourteen player league. A fourteen, yeah, player league. There's a yeah. lot of players available. It makes it a lot of fun. Lots of trade. You know, lots of waiver wires and everything. She won the league the year before last year, and she took second this year. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hate her. Yeah. Because I did not do so well. I I was eight and zero. I didn't get second. Didn't I got well. I got second in the oh. girls in in my. That's impressive. Yeah. In my thing. That's mad. Yeah. Uh, this year, I'm trying to think who was my my go to. Uh, Tom Brady actually did pretty well for me this year. Um, Her team is the JJ Cutler. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the JJ Cutler did. Uh, uh, Jay Cutler did great things for me on my. It was funny because what's your when, team name? My team name is uh, Jonah's Beard. Okay. So Jonah Schneider from You're Going to Get a Disease. Yeah. Uh, I have a picture of him eating a cupcake where his beard is just slathered in frosting. He's like smiling because he's fucking hammered as yeah. he is usually. So I named my team name Jonah's Beard, and then Claire pointed out that it's funny because a beard could also be a cover for a gay man. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a double entendre. It's, I like it's it. a lot of fun. So yeah, I was like, I'm keeping it. So I was go- I wasn't going to change last year. It's like you can't change it. It's yeah. amazing. I like players that get the points they're supposed to get the points on. Yeah. She gets pissed off when when she mad. wins by less points than she was slated to win by. That's oh. the kind of person she is. Oh. Whereas I'm like, a win! Hooray! Because it's fantasy football. It's a fucking gambling is all it is. What about you, man? Joke for you. Yes? A woman walks into a bar and orders a double entendre, so the bartender gives it to her. I've got one for you. All right, let's hear it. What's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face. <laughs> uh, oh, that one's so what are your teams? <laughs> uh, well, my fantasy team name this last year, which is going to be pretty obvious of who my number two pick was, 
was Party Like a Gronk Star. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That was a good one. Uh, and uh, my favorite fantasy player that I get every year is actually Drew Brees, which is funny. Nice. Uh, a few years ago when they had the lockout, there was a story that was going around where he flew the rookies down to New Orleans to practice because the team couldn't legally pay for them to come down and practice. So he flew them down, like personally, as the captain of the team, and took responsibility of that and started practicing nice. on their own terms. Nice. And I'm like, you don't see people doing that. No. And yeah. there's all like the stuff you know that the, you see random interviews that he does, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, you know, he, he's got this, you know, a, a birthmark on his face. Yep. And you look at it, and you're like, okay, you know, you, you think that he's wealthy enough to get rid of that. And then he sits there and he did an interview, and I was I always wanted that, you know, why don't you get rid of that birthmark? That's kind of just a weird thing to have. Well, he keeps it there because he was made fun of so long and so much for it that if he did get rid of it, other people who have that would sit there and say, well, he got rid of it. Right. You know, there's obviously something wrong right. with it's, it. It's validating. It, yeah. What it does is it validates the criticism and, right. the, and, exactly. and the hate and the... And the that evil right. of people that shit on them. Yeah. And you can't do that. And it's pretty cool. I didn't know that thing about the rookies. I knew the thing yeah. about the birthmark. I didn't know the yeah. thing about the rookies. That's. Um, I always like uh, Jordan Cameron. Yeah, Jordan Cameron, Cameron Jordan. <laughs> That's like one of the funniest videos ever. Do you watch the league? Uh, I have, but. Well, Jordan Cameron is a tight end, and Cameron Jordan's a defensive end. Okay. And. One is a very tall white guy. The other one's a very short, stocky black guy. That's awesome. Yes. But they're both like ripped, young, like good-looking guys. And so on the show, they kind of make they make the joke of like switching their names up all the time. Yeah. Right. Which, which wait, which one did I draft? It's very funny. And yeah. um, Jordan Cameron <laughs> is a tight end, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a tight end. And. Um, was he used to play like basketball or something? Didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was a he was a yeah basketball, basketball player. player. So like, as most tight ends, yeah, as most good tight ends nowadays yeah. are. So, there's a video, and yeah. I think it's a basketball player that's like Tony you know, Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez is like, I'm gonna draft Jordan Cameron. You want to know why? And he, like Jordan Cameron's just like sinking shot after shot after <laughs> shot, and then like he's jumping. This dude can like get air like nobody's business. So it's pretty fun. Huh. Um, what's the, hold on. No, 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 but you were talking about favorite players. So I know, but I want to know what his favorite teams oh. are. He hasn't even told me that. He just told me what his team name is. And Tangent. It's the New Orleans Saints. Are my favorite. My oh, are second they still? Favorite. Nice. Yeah. I used so. to have a, you, I used to, back when I was in junior high, New Orleans Saints were my favorite team, too. I had a New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Saints <laughs> starter jacket. You were right. Ooh. Back in the 90s, back when I went to do the, uh, yeah. have to do there. Back when I lived in, I was in Wisconsin, I was up in Packer country, and I was wearing a New Orleans Saints. So uh, let me, let me get a, I got a question for you. Uh-huh. So Your let's just say it's the, the 1985 Bears. Mm-hmm. Bears. Go up against uh, the entire football Hall of Fame team in their prime. Whoa. How many points does Ditka beat them alone by? 742. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 just, that's just apparent because, you know, the coach is coaching that team and uh, <laughs> those Hall of Famers don't got the coach. So, obviously, it's at least by 742, most likely about 812. <laughs> by halftime. Yeah. 
Then they just put it up for the rest of the game and eat some sausages. <laughs> sausage. Sausage. <laughs> You're down with some vodka. <laughs> I've actually really been digging what the uh, Tennessee Titans have been doing lately. Okay. Actually, I, I like where that's going. I I enjoy being able like, I love football. Like, I, I love my Bears. I'm big Bears fan. I was actually yeah. a Chicago White Sox fan before I was any other Chicago team fan. I liked the White Sox back when I lived in Wisconsin. Because of Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas grew me to the team, and I've been a White Sox fan ever since then. So when I moved here finally, I've been here since I was about 14, so I've been here for almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. So I had, I claimed all my Chicago teams about about 10 years ago is when I finally claimed them. Claimed Let me clarify them. really quick. The Bears are definitely my favorite team by far. Well, yeah. But no. other than the Bears, right. you know. You wouldn't be, no. if the Bears were yeah. out of it, you would be happy to see the New Orleans Saints win the Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely. My problem is, is that, like with my family, is that if the Saints, I mean, if the Lions were to win, that's a, like, that's, that's like double bad. Because that's like division and conference. Yeah. That's like evil. Yeah. Never been a Steelers fan. I mean, I like what they do. Never been a Steelers fan. You know, I'm trying to think, you know. Colts, I like what the Colts have done. Um, I'm really kind of, like what I said, though, I'm really kind of digging what, what Tennessee might have going on over there. It should be fun to watch. And I've always, I've, I really like the Texans. I really? like, I, I always have. I like expansions, though. Expansion teams are kind of fun. Okay. Well, so, yeah, Tennessee. You know, Tennessee, yeah. Houston. Like, okay. It's yeah. like, okay, it's not, not the old guard. Yeah. I, I like, okay, if I'm going to get into something, at least I can go, hey, well, they weren't here before, so why not? I'm a big kinda fan like, of the Oilers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of like Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the Seattle Supersonics, but it's not, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, the way, that, the way that Oklahoma City brought, like, took, took that team in and made them their own and then for the NBA to give them a franchise – that's pretty freaking baller. But those Supersonics were awesome. Oh, they my God. They were. Absolutely, oh, man. When, you know, in the, the early 90s, when you had you know, Sean Kemp. And Ray Allen, Ray, oh, back in the day, man. Oh, Ray yeah. Allen draining threes as a young man. Oh, such a good team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I just I love sports. I do. I mean, like, playoff time right now. So, so as we're recording tonight, this is May 25th, and you're watching, I'm watching the Cavaliers pound the ever-living shit out of the Toronto Raptors after the Raptors gave Cleveland everything they got the past two games. So what that tells me is that Cleveland on a bad day will get beat by the Toronto Raptors on a good day, but Cleveland on an okay day will beat the shit out of the Raptors on a, on a good day is what it really looks like yeah. to me. But that's the thing, you know, you got – it's for me, basketball, basketball has the least amount of parity. P-A-R-I-T-Y, parody in it, right? So you, the best teams are going to get to the finals, period. At least the conference finals. And then you have you might have, you know, barring injuries and things like that, the best teams are going to get to where they're supposed to go. You don't have the fluky ebb and flow that you do in hockey. I love hockey, but hockey really can be a game of momentum and a game of just a puck tank it, taking a bounce off of a shin guard that some guy hit his stick into the goaltender. I feel like a lot on hockey, the refs play a huge I really part. don't. I don't feel I that do. so much. I, I don't know. I, just, I think seen, it's more the bounce of the puck. I've anything. seen a lot of games, though, where it just feels like shitty call, shitty call, shitty call. And it's not always right. against It's not always in, in like, against the Blackhawks. But, I mean, no. like, I just see, I tend to feel like 
as far as refs go. Like, I feel like there's more bias in that front sure. in the hockey realm. Fair That's enough. all. Fair enough. So, I like watching the basketball playoffs because I like to see just I like to see the cream rise at the top. And with the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors, I think it's crazy. It's uh, nuts. You're seeing a team clicking at the right time and a team that's tired. I think you're seeing a team that's just played a lot of games. And I'm not saying this season. I'm not saying games that have teams that, like a team that has played a bunch of games this season. They've played some amount of games. But I think you've got a I think you've got a semi-injured Steph Curry and you've got a team that just won a championship last year, won 73 games this year, and it's just kind of like I don't want to do more. Like not like they want to give up. It's not that. I just think they're tired. And no, the, I mean they have to win three in a row to get back to the conference to get back to the championship. So they got to go seven games to then deal with LeBron and the rest of the Cavaliers. I would give the I would give the Thunder a better chance of beating LeBron and the Cavaliers if they win this next game than if the Golden State Warriors take this to seven games and the Golden State Warriors. Win. I don't know, really? because I still think that Golden State is still in the Cavaliers' head. Yeah, from you, last you, you year, know, like true. I really think, like it really is like a psychological type thing for them. Yeah, and I, I think that. that LeBron would probably want to face the Golden State because yeah. even you know if Golden State loses and you know Cleveland wins, right? It's going to be. Oh well, you know, you, you still lost to them last year. You know, yeah. it's, it's still gonna be like, oh, you know, that was the year that you, know, you guys were supposed to be this phenomenal. You know, and all of a sudden you, you know, you blew it. So well, you didn't play them. So I think the only way for LeBron to actually validate him as being this, you know, god in basketball is if he could beat Steph Curry, you know, Golden State again. I disagree. I think that. I think that LeBron James, to solidify his spot as a, I don't think he'll ever be the guy because, you know, position played, whatever. But to be a god in basketball, yeah. finally bring a championship to Cleveland would just wash yeah. it all away. Because that means that LeBron, not only did it, couldn't, he's been to the finals seven years in a row. Yeah. What's okay. his, so, like, what are, what is the standings of the series so far? Well, the Cavaliers are about. To they have a forty. The they have a forty-one point lead on the Raptors. Yep. Forty-one point lead in the conference finals. So Cleveland's going to go to the finals. They're going to be up three-two. So it's going to be a six-game series, no matter what. And the uh, the Western Conference Finals can be a five-game series if Oklahoma City wins this next game. And Le- and Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook are playing out of their effing minds, but they're not like playing above their norm. They're not like playing supernatural above their ability. These guys well, are a, superstars that are playing yeah. superstar level. I mean, Durant has been since he's gotten the league. Just yeah, scoring the, champion, scoring champion, scoring yeah. champion, scoring champion. Yeah. But now, but now Russell Westbrook has learned that he needs to pass the ball. Yeah. Ever. Ever since they ran into the Spurs, and they went, how are we going to win? And Russell Westbrook, I think, looked at himself and went, well, I'm not going to beat the Spurs. We need to beat the Spurs. And he learned that game, game going into game three, that he's got to distribute the ball, and he's had triple-double, triple-double, triple-double. It's yeah. You can still put up 30 points and still have 12 assists. It's okay. 
It's going to be whatever happens with these last four teams. I'm excited to watch. Like I'm excited to see the. the, the it it the should be interesting. And it, I'm so into so many different sports. Yeah. That basketball does take a back burner for me. Like I sure. will, I will pay attention to the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. But yeah, once they're out of it, I kind of wait till the final sure. four, and I'm like, all right. You know, like, I still listen to y'all. That's ESPN all. I'm 1000 a huge basketball and, fan. I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't care about your playoffs until you get to the conference finals. Once you get to the last four teams, then I'll pay attention. Like, I have not had a basketball game on in my house until the conference finals ever since the Bulls went out. I'm like, well, I don't care. I don't. It doesn't matter. It, it zero bearing on anything yeah. until we get here, because then this is where the storylines happen. So yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah, I'm with you. So I mean, I, I pay attention to the Blackhawks. You know, I am still kind of paying attention to this hockey. It's kind of forced upon me more than anything. Sure. Because a lot of my fraternity brothers from college are from St. Louis. What's your organization? I was a Teak. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I did Illinois State. So, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, a lot of my friends are from St. Louis. Okay. And so all I'm seeing is, you know, go Blues, go Blues, go Blues. And granted, you know, like I'm, I'm still kind of pissed off at them for taking out the Blackhawks. Yeah, it'd be like the Bears losing to the Lions. For me, it'd be like the Bears yeah. losing to the Lions. But like, I'm happy for you, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that's exactly what it is. I'm happy for you, but I hate you so much. Yeah. But so, if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for your team, yeah. But I'm that kind of guy to where I'd rather have my team get bounced in the playoffs by the team that's going to win the championship. I would. Yeah. I, guess, I really would. Uh, I'd rather lose to the champions than to some team that got beat by somebody else. It depends on the team. depends on the sport. I like, understand. Yeah, like... Uh, so let's talk about other sports. So okay. one thing that you brought up that you're that you're a big fan of that we kind of just gloss over real quick is you're a Cubs fan, right? Correct. I'm sorry. So you're the only Cubs fan. Perfect. Yeah? <laughs> sorry. Well, let's go to the White Sox game today. Huh? Don't worry about okay, that. Okay, sorry. It's uh, <laughs> not about that. It has nothing to do with winning or losing. No, I just, I, I, I was raised a Cubs fan. I've no, always been a Cubs fan. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. Like, honestly, Steve and I have talked on the show a lot about how much we are stoked for our friends that are Cubs fans to yeah. have what they have right now. You guys have generational, you have a generational team. You have a team that's not, even if things fall apart this year for some reason later on in the year. Because, by the way, this little slump, quote, unquote, they're having is baseball. It's not. Yeah, uh, it's, it does. This, we talked about not, that on the other is podcast. A blip yeah. on the radar. Yeah, we, we lost so three games shows. in a row, and, yeah. and then they just beat they just beat San Louis two out of three. So yeah, <laughs> breathe. I think we're that's all why right. I said they yeah. put up set, what six in the okay. first inning yesterday. Take a breath. Yeah, and then they it's did. Okay. I think it was six in the first inning today too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then it was like it's, eight or so, yeah. I think it was eight yesterday. It's just so six, funny listening to see, yeah. like you listen to sports radio too. Yeah, right? it's so funny listening to sports radio. You hear people calling and going, "Oh my god, huh? There's a uh, it's like relax. Yeah, it's fucking May. Okay, you're gonna have a coronary by the end of the year unless I mean it's baseball. Baseball happens. Yeah, no one's ever gonna go undefeated. No, ever, ever, and no one's probably ever gonna win 117 games again. 116 to beat the, you know, 170 to beat the 116. Not going to happen. Probably not. No. You have to have such a dominant team and so many things have to go your way. Yeah. That it, it's. And I heard on the sports radio in this area, which I thought was great, is ask Lou Pinella how he feels about winning 116 games with the Seattle Mariners and then 
getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What would you rather have? Would you rather have 117 game, 116 games, or a World Series? Yeah. What's the important part here, guys? Yeah. That's why I think that your manager is the best thing for that team. He has the right age of guys, the right management. You you have the perfect storm of a team. And think about what Theo can do. Like, think about, just think about, if Theo was able to bring the Red Sox a championship and the Cubs a championship... He would be immortalized. Forever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, he would go down as the greatest executive that has ever yeah. lived. Honestly, in my, in my opinion, how do you... Two hundred droughts. It, it's it. You can't argue it. You cannot. I'm super well, this happy t- for the Cubs. I'm going to throw that out I, there. Okay. There's there and there's How a giant. Not be? There's a giant part of me that's jealous. But I mean, I was able. You know what it is? It's just it's just, it's a, it's the same town thing. But at the same time, for all my friends, I've said it a hundred times. I go. I only care about like I only actually care about the Cubs six games a year. That's it. Outside of that, and that's only really when my team has anything to win out of it. Because if my team's out, by the time the second set comes around, I could give two shits whether they win. I'd rather have them mm-hmm. lose and let the Cubs move on. I'm not a hater at all. Okay. But if we both have something to play for, I want my team to win. At the same time, I would never go to a Cubs-Sox game. And, and like I would never go to a game. I, I will, I'd throw a party here and watch it on TV. That stadium, it has zero to off. Like that, that atmosphere is nothing I want to be a part of. I don't want to go there and like boo other people. I don't want to go like holler and be holler at. Forget that. I'd rather go to a baseball game where my team is playing like the Padres or something and just have a good time with my family. Yeah. Not have to worry about having hecklers or people. Just like that whole angsty situation. I'm good. I'm good. But I just love what your team has been able to do, and I'm so jealous of the of the management of that team. I really am. It's, I mean, it's let's great let's team. not forget that you know the the White Sox are also yeah they're, they're number one in their division. Yeah. They've they've had a really bad slide lately. It's been yeah, ugly, but they're they're not losing series. Luckily, they're they're you know they're, they're losing series. They're not getting swept. So they're like they're they're staying on again. It's baseball, but they don't have as much talent as the Cubs. They don't. Yeah. It, it it's still early. It is you know, still early in the season. Yeah, I, I just it will be. Well, it's well, going to be a fun. All I know is that basically have you know you're coming towards the end of May in the beginning of June. You have two teams: one team that is dominantly in first place, and the other team that is in first place in the American League, where it's really anything can happen. Yeah, for a team that Steve and I thought was really going to be like uh, like we liked every move, we liked liked all the moves. But we liked all the moves last year and see what that got us, you know, to be able to come out of the gates and have two fun, like, we have two fun teams to watch in Chicago. It's amazing. Like, we knew it was going to be a decent team, but I thought they, I mean, I think they're honestly doing better than I think any of us really anticipated this year. Yeah, absolutely. They they are they are overachieving in my opinion. So I'll take, I'll take any good baseball day. We took the kids to a baseball game to to, uh, the cell uh, last week. It was a great time. I still have a hard time calling it the cell. Me too. Me too. But still, and that was how many years ago now? Yeah. It's still, like, I still sit there and I'm like, yeah, I'll uh, commit, commit the cell, the cell. I guess. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited for the summer baseball. I know I've said oh, yeah. it probably a bunch it, of times on here, but it's just, it's, it's, you know what the fun part is? Like, it, this is another podcast that's happened probably, shit, almost a month later after the last time Steve and I talked about baseball. 
and it's still relevant. Oh yeah. To me, that's awesome. That's amazing. Because I knew, I knew it'd be relevant for Cubs fans. I, like I knew because like for for your for your team, your your team is going to be perennially great for a few years at least. Oh, yeah. Come hell or high water, even if you have a few injuries, it's going to be perennially. Yeah. Well, you got to sit there and think about how great our bats are this year. Right. And Schwarber's been injured. You know, right. the one guy who we knew could smash the ball. Right. And he's been injured, and he right. won't be back this season. Right. It's like your best player right now is the best thing that happened to the White Sox. <laughs> Them picking up Zobrist. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. For both teams, and he, dude, I heard that he's in three forty six. He's just fucking it's smacking ridiculous. the ball. Yeah. He's got like he's got a shitty slugging percentage, but whatever. He's just putting the ball in play all over the field. Like the shift isn't working. He's just like, whoop, I'm getting up here at the ball. He was three for five today. And a walk. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. When you're almost a five hundred on base percentage, he was like he's like a four ninety two on base percentage. <laughs> okay. Guys insane. I love it. There was the, the talk a few weeks ago. About the Cubs playing smart mm-hmm. and walking people, and absolutely, and it, it was such a funny conversation to have with people because who do you walk in the Cubs lineup? Right. It's you know like okay, well do you, do you walk you know Rizzo? Mm, okay, okay. Then you got KB. You know okay. Do you, do you no? You, okay, you can't walk that person. You can't walk this person. You can't walk this person. It's like right. okay, you know. Every single person has that, you know, who knows talent, you know. It's, it's such an exciting Anybody year. Anybody can go yard at any time, especially in Wrigley Field. I mean, like, it's not like, it's not like it's going to New York to go into the Yankee Stadium where it's like you can spit over the right field wall. Yeah. But, like, it can be a very hitter-friendly ballpark. Oh, yeah. It can be. If, so if, that's, if the wind is blowing out, oh, yeah. yeah. That's why, like, you get into July and August when that wind starts blowing how it's supposed to, it, it's going to be a fun year for that team. Because like, we're talking this is still early in the year, and they're just beating the sound of people. So it's fun to finally have a Cubs fan on the show yeah. and be able to congratulate you in person well, because you. I'm super excited, and I love, I love that I get to hear something fun on sports radio than – two sides of the town lamenting over their team, which we've heard a lot of years in this town. And you know what I'm going to throw out there, too? I feel like it's important for us to continue to be good sports fans because I don't want to listen to what we I had to listen to last year. Mm-hmm. I was, like, sitting here quietly in my kitchen. Every time I look on Facebook, someone complaining about how what sore losers the White Sox were. And I was like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for all the posts that were out there, and even, like, our most diehard White Sox fans mm-hmm. weren't saying bad things, although yeah. one of them might have gotten a little snarky towards the end, but it was just like, you know, we support, you know, it was just a bunch, it felt like there was a lot of negativity out yeah. there when the Cubs made it to the... Right. To the um, didn't, didn't the White Sox take out an ad? They did. The, yeah, they, they did. Say, I, I was just yeah. going to say that, yeah. 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 yeah, we've been, you know, we got it, we really hope you... Like, I thought that was, was really cool. and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's classy as shit. There was a lot of social media hate, though, and that's what... That's always like, going to be... The well, guy. I know, but... Hey, yo, haters going to hate, you know. Haters going to hate. I think there was a lot of that, though, because, like, there wasn't the social media around back when when the White Sox were in the series previously, and I just, it was just like, that's why I feel the need as a White Sox fan to continue to congratulate and be supportive of the Cubs doing well as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So. so I want to kind of move on to the next segment that we premiered briefly. Okay. Uh, now the last episode of Um That Just Happened <laughs> that Adam tried to steal from me. Fuck you, Adam. 
<laughs> Today's fuck you. <laughs> it uh, goes out to Adam. Yeah. Fuck you for trying to yeah. steal my segment, dick. But well, well, we all make mistakes in life. You know? <laughs> steal your sponsor, too. <laughs> Ooh, this is some good monies. <laughs> so what I want to bring up is a, as a segment of the show that I've, I've called 60 or 30. It references the general price of video games nowadays, $59.99, and the general price of games, once they get discounted off of that $59.99 rack, they generally go to $29.99. Mm-hmm. Once, they, once they enter into circulation, they become yeah. 30 bucks. So this segment is called 60 or 30, okay? It's not 30 for 30, it's 60 or 30. Got it. So <laughs> there's a couple, couple uh, ones I want to talk about. You and I talked about this a little bit in our text message. And the one that I want to start off with is The Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. So it's a game that I downloaded the demo of. I played a little bit. I played the intro for about an hour or so, maybe, and it never really gripped me. So why don't you kind of briefly describe the game and then give me your give me your quick like uh, re- review of what your what your opinion of it is sixty thirty or and or why. So. What I wanted the Elder Scrolls to be was pretty much like a wow. Understand that's, that's, what I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted to be. I wanted it to be. That's what they sold themselves. Exactly, as, that's, and that's every and, every video, every every gameplay video you watch. That's what they tried to show yep. you. It was supposed to be, you know, the, in the you know, the the Elder the, Scrolls world, but it was supposed to be like a World of Warcraft. It was supposed game. to be console wow yeah. in the Elder Scrolls world. So, so it, was to be. I mean, it did have some of the you know the stupidity that you know wow has. Mm-hmm. Where you could dance, you could change your outfits, you could go around and talk to people, you could go on quests with people, you know, and, and it was very much like an open world type thing. It just didn't have the feel of like the open world map and like the camaraderie almost, right? Of WoW, and it, it was still a good, it's still a decent game. Do you still of, play it? No, okay, I don't. And the game, I believe, when we when it first came out, is it's still true that like the the game to download and play is free, correct? The isn't it like it, it's, it's free to play online now? Okay. It used to be when you first got it that you had to do like a subscription type based. Right. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Subscription. And so now, if you buy the game, it's free to play online. Oh, I got you. Okay. So you buy it, and it, yeah. It, and so, so it's an MMO, massive multiplayer online role playing game. Is it? Is it third? It's third person, correct? Yes. And what are the group sizes generally? Are they like two or three or four people? Like, like if you're going to group with somebody, is see, it, and that's the other thing. I don't think they have, have the to? audience. No, I mainly soloed. Really? So you didn't even yeah. have to like because I did, I knew one other person who played. Okay, and so that may have been part of it too. Is that like when I started playing WoW? I had, you know, one friend, then I found out four more friends, then six more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, so now I have a group of like 15 people that I know in real life yep. that also play. So I kind of had that going for it. The way that I look at it is that, just briefly, is that there's there's a thing about computer MMOs, whether whether you're playing Dark Age of Camelot or WoW or Guild Wars or whatever, whatever you're playing, whatever your poison is, it's a graphical chat room. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, you look at a game like Elder Scrolls, it becomes a graphical Skype. Yeah. If you're even playing with people. If you're even playing with people. The, the, the difficulty there is that there's this, I feel that on the computers there's this record 
of conversation to where you can look back and reread things that people have said. Not like you said, you know, like like keeping logs or anything, but like okay, this combat happened, this that combat happened. Okay, this person said that. Okay, what? Okay, this, I have to do this fight. How? Oh, you want me to do it this way? Okay, you can kind of read it, and like there's just this. It's a completely, it's a similar concept, completely different application, you know. And I just feel like you have. I don't know. I don't know. I think consoles eventually going to find its niche for something like that. But I don't think they're going to find their niche until they're able to turn WoW or a game from Blizzard. Or unless Blizzard well, goes here where you have console. I, I Diablo was great. I loved Diablo. It's a, I it's Diablo a great console times. port. It's, it's a great console port. Yeah. But I don't think it has... It's not a similar... It's not a community type thing. It's, you don't have that... Well, once again, I played with two of my friends. Exactly. So... Exactly. You know, I don't meet random people like I did in WoW. Right. You don't, so. you don't group up in queue and go, okay, we're going to go do this thing. It's yeah. hard. You know, you got to think about it in terms of, like, industry. Yeah. And they're trying to get on board with something that someone else has been doing really well for a really long time. Right. You know, we talk about it a lot just because of the business that I'm in. It's just, you know, if someone's doing something really well, it's like Amazon. It's, gonna, it's really hard for Amazon to have competition in what Amazon does because Amazon's been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Just catching up takes a long time. Just like, you know, sometimes people have patents on or companies have patents on things and other people try to come to market with something similar and it's just mm-hmm. not the same because the other place has been doing it for so long. So it's just, I, I think it's going to be really hard for the consoles to Absolutely. catch up. It, they look at how much WoW was developed, for example, uh-huh. over the course of its lifetime. So now they're going to, you know, they haven't been focused on it. Right. But, I mean, but what they've done, the smart thing is they went, oh, well, there, you've got this, uh, we'll get into that in a minute. So, we'll get into that in a minute. So, is Elder Scrolls Online a 60, 30, or a rent? If you have friends to play with, like like if you and a group of your friends said, hey, I want to play this game. Right. And you all bought it. I would probably pay sixty dollars for it. Okay, if you have so like, the content's there. Yeah, it, it yeah. Um, but playing it alone, I mean, mm-hmm. just to play it, I would rent it. Okay, understandable. Um, yeah, understandable. Uh, today, I did a little bit of research for this segment because I bought um, Rainbow Six Siege back around Christmas time, back when Star Wars Battlefront and all that came out. I picked up Siege around the same time. And I've had it in shrink wrap on my bookcase ever since then. I just, because I got Fallout 4 and I was like, oh, Fallout 4. Yeah, uh, played that and then I was like, oh, World of Warcraft, oh my God. So I played Siege today and I got about a good hour and a half in on it. And if you like Rainbow, did you play the Rainbow yeah, Six games yeah. on the 360? Did you play Vegas and Vegas 2? Uh, wait. Or, so, so on the 360, you had Rainbow Six Vegas and Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Yes. On the console, I mean, on the computer, you had Rainbow Six. And it was like, okay, you got to set up your whole plan. You're going to execute. It was more like a top I played. Down. I played on the computer. Yep. And then I played the first one for the Vegas. 360. Yeah. Vegas was awesome. Great game. Rainbow Six Vegas was crazy good. I love that game. The game was awesome. I think that was... was I think that was the Rainbow? game... Was this just Rainbow Six? No, Rainbow Six Three was the one. It was Rainbow Six Three that was on the anyway. Three sixty okay. had yeah. the original because I, I played Campus Map all the time and just shot terrorists 
all day long. It was yeah. awesome. Me and my buddy would log in and just do that over and over and over and skill. I love that game. The repetitive, uh, the repetitive, just fun being able to kind of once you figured out. Like I always find that like once you figured out a map, if you're playing against bots and stuff, once you figured out the map, you can just kind of hang out and chat with your buddy and have a good time and play the game. And then Vegas brought in the whole. Um, they they kind of took it to the next level, and then Vegas Two is really good for multiplayer. Vegas Two was a blast for multiplayer. Okay, they did really good, which I kind of feels like the precursor for this game. Which as I mean, as it goes, it should be. Yeah, but they kind of I feel like they've taken the next step each time. The thing I like about this game is that they didn't try and reinvent the wheel. They didn't try to go, oh, Call of Duty does really good. Let's be Rainbow Six Call of Duty. They went. We do Rainbow Six, so here's next gen Rainbow Six. Yeah, the graphics are amazing, fantastic. The gameplay is fantastic, and the missions are set up really well. I only got to play it for about an hour and a half or so, hour hour and a half. But if I were to play an hour or an hour and a half long demo, and I played what I played today, I would spend sixty dollars on it. I would buy it for that. But I like the Rainbow Six games. I could see where somebody that would be a Call of Duty type fan or Homefront or Battlefield would not like this game. This game is not about run around and show So of the three or four, sure. uh, which, which is your favorite? Vegas. So, uh, I mean, like, sorry, of the the different games. Oh, so the different like games. Call Rainbow of Duty. Six. Rainbow okay, Six. Okay, so you'd rather play Rainbow Six versus... Call of Duty Battlefield. Yeah. I, I yeah, I I've got Battle. I played Battlefield a lot. There's also Battlefront, which is yeah. I haven't played that really. Um, but like Call of Duty, Battlefield, you know, Battlefront, yeah, Rainbow Six. I would I you like I, I like Rainbow Six, I really do. And this one is more the thing I like about a game that goes to next gen console that that kind of tries to show you through its previews and through its gameplay that it's more of the same. And then it's actually more of the same, but with graphical updates. I respect that. So, I thought it was a good game. Like, um, I would have, if I were to just not, if I were not have this game, I would happily pay $30 for it. I would think about paying 60 but like, if you're a Rainbow Six fan, and if you're a Rainbow Six fan, it's worth 60 bucks. Especially if you have somebody to play with. If not, then just pay 30 and enjoy yourself or rent it. But I think there's a lot, like, there's a single-player game to it, single-player element yeah. to it, to where you get some fun. There's a lot of bot challenges to where you don't need to play online, which makes it fun. Which is fun. Like, yeah. The, the... I love to play online, but... It was the Modern Warfare 1. Yeah. The single-player was amazing. You know, that was phenomenal. hmm And so... That's what sold me on that game. Mm-hmm. Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2, the multiplayer is what I loved playing. I, I really like Black Ops 1. Black, Black Ops, Ops 1, when, you know, when that first came out and me and my friends started playing it, that got me hooked on that type of game. Where I, you know, I have not played a shooting, you know, shoot and run game since you know, Counter-Strike, really. Right. You know, I mean, like, I, I, okay. I played the regular Call of Duty when I was in college, mm-hmm. where but that was PC. So, right. you know, it was just uh. yeah. I felt Black Ops to me had that call had that yeah. Counter Strike feel to it, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. 
So, since you were stuck in traffic today, yeah. that brings me to my third one that I'm going to kind of preface for next week because I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Okay. But your, not you, but the traffic cost me $60. Yeah. <laughs> I already bought my 60 or 30 game for, for my ne- for yeah. next episode's uh, review. So, hopefully it's a 60. I hope so. Well, the thing, the thing, <laughs> the thing that made me really kind of... Pull the trigger on it, is I have two friends, I have more than two friends, but I have two friends that I talked to today that have played it. Oh, wow. One of my friends bought it already today, and one of my other friends bought it two days ago and has taken two vacation days from work and has played it. That's funny. 12 hours a day for two days in a row. And I said, what do you wow. think of the, well, I said, what do you think of the game? And he goes, it's the best anime-style shooter I've ever played in my life. And he goes, I said, so should I get it? He goes, if you want to be addicted to a first-person shooter, Yes. I was like, okay, and the the like what the guy that was the best man at my wedding also bought it today, so I'm like, okay, I kind of really need to maybe think about getting it. And then the 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 nail in the coffin, it's made by Blizzard. Yeah. So I'm like, and they make good games, and they wouldn't push this game this hard if it sucked. Unless it was Heroes of the Storm, but I don't think. I mean, this is this is their shot at the consoles. Yeah. This is their this is their version of Team Fortress for consoles. Team Fortress. Yeah. This have you? Do you know much? So what I'm talking about, everybody, is Overwatch. Do you do you know much about Overwatch? Have you looked at? I, it? I watched when we talked about it yesterday. I watched one of the synopses. I guess it okay. would be the yeah. yeah. Well, Overwatch is a 21 character. Team Fortress, to where you have you have tank type characters, damage type characters, heal type characters, engineers, soldiers, assassins, just running all over the place. There is absolutely not one single version of Team Deathmatch. Everything is objective based. Hmm. Whether you are taking somebody out of a zone, whether you're like carrying a package and taking it out, or team defense, nothing is run around and kill. It is all team objective, which I think is awesome. Huh. Everything is has... Is it like a free-for-all type thing? It No. It's all team... Really? Yeah. So, because it's... it's you think they'll add that, though? I don't, because you think about the game, the balance of the game. You have 21 characters. It's a giant, expansive game of rock, paper, scissors. Right? Yeah. So, one specific class is not going to have any dominance over another. And they're like after watching gameplay videos, there are certain classes that are supremely slow that would not fare by themselves. They wouldn't fare well by themselves at all. That would never get played. So then, you if you were to if you were to go like to a free for all type scenario, you'd have like three three different characters being played. Yeah. What's the point? Like yeah. you know. So I like I see where people might clamor for that, but I see why they wouldn't because the style of the game is no, we are playing this game. This this is the game we play. We were playing, capture. You know, it's like basically you're playing capture the flag, and that's it. Well, I want to play elimination. Nope. <laughs> Tough. We're playing capture the flag. Yeah. Or you know center flag or guard this vantage point for however long. Yeah. You know, so I think that's where they're going to really have that edge over a team deathmatch. I mean, over like Team Fortress where they had. Team Deathmatcher. Is there a single this. player on that? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's all online. Okay. I think I think it's all online. 
Um, I'm sure there's probably like intro for each of the yeah. characters, probably. But I don't think there's like a single player element to it. Which well, is, we'll find out. Yeah, which which is I'm I'm okay with it. So I I'm interested too. So that's kind of a preface for next time we record because I'm interested to tell you whether it's sixty or thirty. Because I I know for a fact it's gonna be at least a thirty. Okay. It's a Blizzard game. I know like just from yeah. looking at it, I know it's gonna be at least a thirty. And then I happen to have when I went to buy it, I happened to have a, a ten dollar uh, Xbox credit on my account, so it only cost me fifty. You know what the cool. worst part about all that is is the thirty sixty has nothing to do with really probably Blizzard's. Like cut on it, you know what I'm saying? Like I have no idea what you're saying. Um, for the most part, I'll, sometimes like the Blizzard selling the game to Target. For oh yeah. Example. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, right. No. So like the thirty sixty thing, like you'd love for it to like like if it's gonna benefit your company or whatever. Like the small they just business. want people to have it. Because yeah. the thing is, like I log, I looked at already. You can you can buy um, upgrade packs. Well, of course. Of it's it's the perfect it's the microtransaction thing. They want to get another game in the hands of people for microtransactions, which is a great... It's the best business model ever. It's it's honestly, it's one of, like, for something that costs you no, like, all intents and purposes, nothing to put on a shelf, it's a great business model. Mm -hmm. Wish I would have thought of it. Selling digital content? Yeah. Yeah, that's the greatest thing ever. When they started selling mounts. Yeah. uh, And and wow. I I bought her a Fade Dragon. Yeah. Because Why? Oh yeah, by the way now, hey Jared, the thing that you got the thing that you got permaband for back in the day as in botting to level, you can just now buy a level one hundred token. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Can I make my back? Nah. Sure can't. Yeah. Back in the day I got permaband for that. That's funny. Yeah. As I mean they... not him if you are listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Alright, so question for you. Yeah. And this is a what if like question. Ooh, what 60 if 30. Ooh. Okay, uh, I know, I think it was last year, they okay. announced that they were remaking Final Fantasy VII. Uh-huh. Which, Final Fantasy VII is one of probably the four games I've played the most in my life. So, what would be the game that you would 100% pay $60 for if they remade into one of the current day consoles? Star Ocean. Okay. Star Ocean. The original Star Ocean. All right. I would play that. I would play the shit out of that game. And they re- they tried re-releasing it a few years ago on the last generation of console, but not not a re-release of the original. Like if they were to do what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII on that, mm-hmm. I loved Star Ocean. I loved it. Um, it was just. For me, it was perfection being because I like I like RPG style games, but Star Ocean lets you run around and do things. It was a that three not three D, but it was like um, you could run around and hit things versus standing still and fighting things. Yeah. So it it made it a lot of fun to me. I really enjoyed that. Hmm. Versus I hit you, you hit me. Let me hit the right spell yeah. at this time. Which I I still love that style of game, but that added aspect of Okay, well, I'm going to run behind this boss and hit him here. You yeah. know, it was on you know like uh, like arcade style grit. Yeah. I, I loved it, and the game was just great. I loved it. How about you? I don't play video games on the console. Fair Any enough. video game on the console yeah. or in general? In general, I play WoW. 
But if they were, you know, I mean, like, but you used to have a Genesis and Nintendo stuff. I, didn't back have so a Gen- like, I never had a Genesis, but um, we. Uh, what is the one video game that you, you used to play? Bubble Bobble. We used to play Bubble Bobble. So okay, all what the if time. they what if they went to like you know because I think Bubble Bobble stops at level. Ninety nine. Yeah, was it ninety nine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what if they came out with you know a new download for Xbox and it was all right level two hundred. I'd probably play again, for sure. I mean, why not? Right? Uh, yeah. Are there any other games like that? Um, I played a lot of Bubble Bobble. Yeah? Uh, I mean, we played the Mario series, obviously. I'm trying to think if there was anything like... I hear that. I know, right? <laughs> he doesn't close the door ever. Well, I got, I got a really good one when I get back from peeing. Oh, you got a really good one? Because they did it, and I bought it. Oh, yeah? Because yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, like... You know, I mostly played because my sister played. Oh, the Bubble Bobble or the um, Mario? And everything. Everything. Yeah, it was, video all the games. games. Was her thing. Um, I wasn't very good at them. Hi, sister. Hi, sissy. Um, but I'm trying to think if there was like off the top of my head what I actually played. Did he take that out of the garbage? No, you? I took it out of the garbage. Okay. The spoon that he threw in there, I yeah. totally did. The what? The spoon. Oh. <laughs> and everything else. I like little games. So, like, okay. I will play Plants vs. Zombies. Okay. It was on a very big Plants vs. Zombies kick before World of Warcraft took over my life. <laughs> um, so, I like things that don't necessarily require a lot of... Strategic thinking is one thing. Yeah. But I don't want to, like... I don't want to think hard. There are two others. So, the, the two others that I would play is, like, like, a graphical update. If you were to take the exact same game... And first gen it and put on that. I would pay. I would literally probably play a hundred. Pay a hundred dollars to play his Final Fantasy Tactics. Great game. That game is close to perfection in tabletop combat game. It's it's pretty much perfection in my opinion. I like you don't need to change it. It's just make it prettier. I'll, I'd pay probably for a collector's edition. I'd pay a hundred dollars like that for it. The other game that they did. As close to a remake as possible that you could do that I love is uh, Legend of Zelda. Oh, that, that was one of mine. Uh, Rift, the Riften, the one where it's where he's going in the um, the, the paintings and stuff on the Game Boy uh, 3DS. I, I have it upstairs. Got it. It's uh, where they did they did a link not to the, the Storm of Swords. No, the, they did a link to the past, but Link's it's Link's Awakening. No, not Link. Uh, no, it's um. God damn it. I know there's probably people screaming at the thing right now. Yeah, it's this! If they brought back the aerobics studio with a Nintendo Power Pad, I would probably buy it. What's that called? Dance aerobics or something? I don't remember. Well, they had had a few different things. They had the the track and field games. No, no. This was an aerobics one. Oh. And they yelled at you if you weren't on the power pad correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody? Anybody? Link Between Worlds. Okay. I think I think I got that for free when I bought my yeah. Majora's Mask 3DS XL. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a link between worlds because what it is is as you're playing it, it's and if you look at it, it's you a go graphic. between 3D and 2D, right? Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. Well, it's one like where you're like you walk along and you can like slap up against the wall and yeah. walk into the painting, but it's but you're playing through a link to the past. Yeah. But differently, every like every single dungeon, everything is where it was 
in that game, but it's a prettier version of it because it's not this. It's not the sixteen bit anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's just it was. Pretty... Link to the Past is my other game. I played Link that more past. than any game ever. We used to drive from here to Michigan all the time because where my family lived. My parents had a conversion van, and I put my we put my Super Nintendo in there, and I played a Link to the Past from start to finish every time we went from here to Michigan and came back. I I would start a new I'd start a new section every single time. That and Mega Man X. Oh, such a good game. I remember when I first found out, and this is. Years later, when I was getting the Game Informer magazines, yeah, and there was one of the issues was something about you know Easter eggs hidden in games, and you could do the Hadouken. Yep, in Mega Man X. Oh, shit. Take that, Ben. And uh, yeah. and I sat there. I'm like, "There's no way that's real." I mean, I yes, played Mega is. Man X so many times, I think I would have found that. It certainly and is. And then I went and I did, exi- like, you, you had to go off and die. Time, yeah, because you had to yeah. go off and die, hit the bubble bat, but not yep. the first bubble bat, the second bubble bat. Yeah. And then die, and then make sure you get through without getting hit. Yeah, it was crazy. At the certain yeah. time on the stage, and yeah. then, oh my god, there's a duke in which one shots the bosses. Yeah. That was, oh. That you had to do, of course, go forward at that. Yeah, of course. That was awesome. See, I like Dr. Mario. Great game. The other, the other game that I would love a graphical update, but like I said this before on one of the other shows, is it'd have to be a pixel for pixel remake because of the jumping required in the game would be Mega Man 2. All those old Mega Man games are super difficult. I love the re releases, but like you'd have to go pixel for pixel in the graphical update. So there's a segment on the show that we tend to end the show with. Oh shit. Called the Florida Story of the Week. Okay. So generally at this time, Stephen Michael Barda. Our uh, friend that who is not here right now would generally pull out his uh, pipe. He'd pull out his degrees in murderology and murderonomy. He'd sure pull out his hat, and then uh, he'd help me solve this case. Hmm, yes. <laughs> this is from Florida. Florida? Yep. So you're going to help me kind of work through this case. I'm going to give you some facts about it, and you're going to tell me how everything went down. All right, all right, all right. So okay. this is from the uh, Daytona Beach News Journal Online. Ooh. So Ryan, let's say that you're a uh, say you're a Florida man. Okay. Florida. Okay. Florida. And you're driving through Florida, and you get into a hit and run accident. How uh, did I hit? Or you hit and you ran. Oh shit! How did the cops find you, Ryan? What if you're the detective on this case? How would you have found this Florida man? Where Where do you think he may have been? You got to put your mind, put yourself in the mind of a Florida man. Uh, so. Uh, I'm 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 gonna sit there and say that the the stupidest thing you could do as is tradition uh, hashtag Florida uh, exactly what you just said hashtag <laughs> I think I would sit there and say I would probably tweet it out oh ooh that's good yeah, I would be like oh I just hit this fucker you know, that's oh. good see yeah. now as we go but, through this process yeah. I kind of I kind of give them like hot or cold okay okay. okay. Way more tragic than that. Oh, no. Way more tragic than that. But only tragic to his own self. Uh, I'm going to go with... He realized he messed up. Okay. Ooh. And he went off and tried to destroy the evidence. Oh, see, see, you're, 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 oh. you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. Now, let's say that he wasn't so concerned about the evidence, but might have been concerned 
about his own vehicle. That's what I'm saying. Like, he just blows up the car. No, not so much. Sells the car? Ooh. Ooh see, man, you... Ooh, I like this. You're thinking like a Florida man. Let's say that maybe... Maybe this man... Maybe this man's a stupid Florida man. And wanted to... Wanted to see how his vehicle looked. To see if his vehicle really was damaged. Did he take it to a shop for repairs? <laughs> not, not even. He, he may have checked it out himself. He may have checked that out himself. And then, then something tragic happened. You know, uh, I mean, th- did he just like stop on the side of the road and t- to check out his car and got hit? Oh, so close. Oh. So what happened was oh, to this darn. Florida man <laughs> in Daytona Beach. Police are, police are investigating after a body believed to be connected to a hit-and-run crash from Saturday night was found under a car behind Toys R Us. According to Daytona Beach Police Chief Mike Chitwood, there was a hit-and-run crash around 8.20 p.m. at the Belleville Road Woodcrest Drive, according to Chitwood. A green four-door Ford Taurus that hit the that fit the description of the one found behind the toy store Sunday sideswiped an occupied vehicle and continued on. Chitwood and bystanders described the driver as a white male, and detectives were attempting to track down those witnesses Sunday night to determine if the dressed, if the deceased, deceased, was in fact the person involved in the run. This man was found underneath the car that he was trying to check out to see whether or not the damage he did in the hit and run damaged his own car. Wow. So, this story gets even more Florida. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to continue on. So, you don't just happen to find people behind a Toys R Us. I don't know. I don't know, so, I don't know the last time I checked out behind a Toys R Us. Yes. So... How do you think the dispatchers received the reports about this man being under the car? Who? What do you think the bystander was doing that might have called the police to tell them about this man that they found behind a Toys R Us under a car? Person was trying to steal the car. See that? That's so. That's so Florida. It's so close. Unfortunately, no. Dispatchers received reports around 9 p.m. Saturday that the vehicle was parked behind Big Lots on International Speedway. But it was not there. It was behind Toys R Us. But officers did not locate it there. Chitwood said by phone saying that it appeared the man may have been living out of his car as officers found a wheelchair, guitar, several other items inside. In fact, the children of the man who stumbled upon the body were playing with the wheelchair as they waited to pick up a swing set from the merchandise pickup, merchandise pickup area behind the Toys R Us. Thinking the vehicle seemed out of place, the man told investigators... He looked in his rearview mirror as he was playing away as we noticed the victim's feet underneath the car and reported the body. So his shitty, shitty children took the wheelchair out of the car (laughs) (laughs) that this guy was under as they were playing with it. He then yelled at them, got in his own vehicle, drove away, having to see feet underneath the vehicle, and called the police to find the dead body of the man that sideswiped somebody else. Hashtag Florida. All right. What a way to go. Yeah, seriously. Not only did he die underneath his car as a homeless man in a wheelchair, he did it in Florida. That's unfortunate. So, Ryan, do you have any parting comments for this podcast? Do you have anything you want to get off your chest and remarks for the good of the organization? Uh, well, I guess just a thank you 
for you know both of you for having me over. Absolutely, um, happy to have you. Man, it's been a fun time. Yeah, it's definitely. been great. Like, I, I, you know what? You can come any. I wish I would have started recording about an hour earlier. Yeah, because there's yeah. like, like there were some yeah. great. Sir, I can't wait to have you back again sometime. Well, this, is, this was this was fun. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Adam and Rodney for introducing me. Absolutely. To and everyone else on the, you know, you're going to get a disease network. I love it. This uh, has been this has been a lot of fun. I mean, like I never would have thought that doing something like this would have brought so many different people into my life. Like, yeah. I'm not that I'm a recluse, but like I like my people. Like I like my friends that I have from college. I like my friends I have like yeah. from my family. You know, and then to do something like this, where you know we just go out and all of a sudden Adam and Rodney at our house doing a Avengers podcast, and then we go over there and we meet up and do. Star Wars, and then I just went up there we, Sunday and met six six other guys I've never before in my life that all seemed like a lot of fun. I, it's just crazy for me to be kind of like in my mid part of my life finding new people when I'm so kind of like apprehensive about. So I mean, and this kind of goes to something we kind of talked about briefly before. Uh, it is interesting now. That being a nerd is socially acceptable. Yeah, right. So I mean, growing up, you know, if, if you talk to a lot of my friends and you know, my close friends, of course they knew I was a nerd. Sure. You know, we sat there and we watched Dragon Ball. You mm-hmm. know, before Dragon Ball Z was on Toonami. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, we used to get you know the. You know, I used to watch you know Saturday mornings on the Sci Fi Channel. They would have anime. And that's how I watched Vampire Enter D and Akira yep. for the first time. Yep. So my close friends would understand that, but then when I got a little older, it was not socially acceptable to be a nerd. Right. And so it's just it's weird that I could go to a bar now and see a guy wearing a flash hoodie. Yeah. And that's where like I almost get like the nerd rage. Because I assume you're wearing a flash hoodie. That you really enjoy the Flash. And I could right. walk over to you and say, wow, that is something that I cannot, you know, like, I, uh, that's awesome that you could go around wearing that. So, and that's uh-huh. exactly what happened. There was a guy at the bar that I frequent a lot wearing a Flash hoodie. Uh-huh. And I walked over and started talking to him and saying, you know, I love the hoodie. He goes, yeah, you know, I, I love the Flash. I'm like, awesome, you know, who, who's your favorite Flash? Looks at you like you have three Well, what do you mean? Well, what do you mean? Like, well... The Flash, you know, like, which one? You know, I mean, like, and he just looked at me, just, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, how do you go around wearing a Flash hoodie? Right. And you don't know anything about the Flash. And so I said to him, yeah, I think Steve Rogers is my favorite Flash. And he looks at me and goes, yeah, yeah, I think he's oh, my favorite, no, too. Oh, no, And at that no, moment, I'm like, no. I hate this place. I hate everyone. I want everyone to die. Go no, away. It's become the new sports no. teams. Just yeah. because you see someone in a Cubs jersey doesn't mean, like, they are a super diehard Cubs fan. It could just mean, like, they're Cubs fans because they're families are Cubs fans. And, you know, if they're going to root for a baseball team, that's who they're going to root for. Ooh. That's what, like, comic books have become, yeah. you know? And so then so I find out later that Sheldon Cooper wore that flash hoodie and that's probably why this kid wore that flash hoodie. Gotcha. And the kid ran up to me later and called me out on it because I I, apparently after I said that he probably pulled out his phone and Googled, you know, the flash. I like this one. And then looked up Steve Rogers and said, Wait a minute. Steve Rogers wasn't the Flash. (laughs) That's Captain America dummy. I knew that. Yeah, I know. So it's like 
So it's just it bothers me, but like like I am happy because all this stuff is in the mainstream that we are getting these movies right. that I like I I geek out, nerd out, whatever you know over, and I'm just so happy that they're being made and that they're being made well, you know, for some of them, ninety five percent of them. So, but even just the fact that they're out there is amazing. I never would have pictured this happening. But another part of me sits there and says, "Well, but that was mine. Like, that, exactly. Like, that was my thing. Like that was that was the thing that I held. I don't want to be cool. I don't want to be mainstream. Yeah, I was like, oh. I was like, oh. And now even the mainstream people that like this shit think I'm weird because they don't know everything I know. Yeah. So bullshit. Oh. So before we go out, um, we hit up the podcast peeps message board. Our, our little uh, little talky, chatty group. And I want to kind of quick hit these things, okay? So we're not going to spend a lot of time in discussion, but this is on the way out. So, your favorite DC Universe movie? Claire, do you have a favorite DC Universe uh, yes, movie? Yes, Batman Begins. Excellent. Ooh. Oh, is that a tough one? I know, right? Animated or live action? Doesn't matter. Ooh. DC Universe. Good question. It's all good either way. I... Under the Red Hood. Really? Yeah. I think that was... I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, we watched... No, I watched no, it. you That's watched right. it without I me. I have dick. I didn't watch it... It's on Netflix. I didn't like I watched it without you. Yeah, I think... Did you watch it and was I present? Ooh, fair enough. <laughs> Go ahead. What, Flashpoint what? Paradox? See, I heard that one was good, too. Oh, I haven't so watched good. it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, I'm going to go with those two. I'm not going to go anymore. Okay. Just but those I also, two. I also hate The Flash in the, league, in the Justice League, so it's like... Oh, man. It's so good. Your favorite... Uh, I gotta go 89 Batman. Just what it meant to me. Like, not what's, this is not what's the best DC movie. This is what's my favorite. So my yep. favorite of those, kind of like my, I've said it about Jurassic Park a hundred times, The what it meant to me when I saw it in the theater. Just, Rank your Batmans. I did. Um, 89 Begins. I mean, like, who played Batman? Oh, um, I think that Affleck. Okay, well, it's it's hard. Okay, so okay, <laughs> is so, this too long? We could go. No, on no, 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 no. We can nail okay. it. Okay, so I'm gonna say overall Batman. I'm not saying Batman or Bruce Wayne. I'm saying the overall character Batman and Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna go Affleck. I'm gonna go. Uh, so Affleck number one. Your favorite I still one. Love okay. Affleck. Bale. Keaton. Kilmer. But Bale only in the first one. Clooney. Clooney. I mean, because I'm only going to Adam West. Clooney. Yeah, Adam, <laughs> West is just, Adam West is a character on, on Family Guy. What about you? Uh, I haven't seen enough of the Batfleck to really put him up there. I'll put him definitely above Clooney mm-hmm. and Kilmer. I think Kilmer made the best uh, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, yes. we're not talking about that. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I, 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 um, like, this, this is a, it's, it's a rabbit hole. It's yeah, a rabbit yeah. hole. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling uh, up. Okay, so now we're getting to uh, Keaton and... I think Keaton is number one. Yeah. I think yeah. he just, like, for the character, yeah. the time, especially how old he was at the time, I think he just played it perfectly. Just played it perfectly. And um, I think Bale played it very well, too. He did. I, th- I thought it was... I and then, and then the Pete the, Holmes uh, impersonation of Batman. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of the problems with that, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I think a lot of problems with that whole series had to do with Nolan and the writers and not with the actors that were chosen to play. Top ten numbers of all time ranked one to ten. I'm going to go nine eight seven six five four three two one zero. I'm well, ten at the bottom. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of I, you know, on, on a scale of one to a hundred. How immature are you? Sixty nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. all right. So uh, okay. So favorite restaurant in this area? Taco Go. Diner. In this area? Well, no, in like in the in the let's say Chicago Land. No, it's not Chicago Land. Let's go to Chicago suburbs. Let's go in the Burbs. What's your favorite restaurant in the Burbs? Actually, you know what? Since you're from Schaumburg area, what's your favorite Schaumburg restaurant? There you go. Good idea. I'm I'm gonna go with Schaumburg and surrounding Schaumburg. Because, Fair enough. Uh, uh, sushi station. Sushi station. Yeah. Nice from a man that used to not like sushi. Yeah. Exactly. Weird, right? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. it. Um, nice. Um, whenever I go up to Schaumburg and like we're gonna oh, go lose, Luna Nadi is definitely is up oh, there too. Lose, oh, I can love lose. We oh. oh, we get it delivered here. I love it. Yeah. So, oh. I'm so happy. Okay, not yeah. cut. Can't get it cut. No. Got to cut it at home. Yeah. Anyway, when I when we go up to uh, go up to the Schaumburg area, I like to go to the Ram. I love being able to my craft. The Ram is good. They have good. They change their burgers and sandwiches frequently, so it's always something new to have on the menu. I like the Ram. It's good, solid. Claire? Um, taco Diner around here. Are we going to the Schaumburg area? Schaumburg. Um, Joe's Crab Track. No, because last time we were there, it was fucking shitty. Yeah. The one up in Schaumburg. Yeah. Don't, you guys, don't you guys really have the, uh, the flat top grill right around here? No. I've been there. No. no. Probably around here, but not yeah. like around here. Have you ever been there? Nope. Oh, fucking amazing. Nope. No. Like Sir Fido? Nope. I'm like, not a like, Mongolian. There's a really good bakery up there. I think it's like Chinese food. I don't, like, I don't like my men Mongolian. I don't like. Does that count? Oh, it What's that? Um, I said there's a good bakery up. I think it's yeah. Grove Village, and it's called Drouch's Bakery. Do you remember I brought home the best cinnamon? cupcake I ever had in my fucking life? Is yeah, from uh, my sweet go. my cake. sweet cake. Yeah, that shit's delicious. That was the best yeah. cupcake Salt I've ever had. Salted caramel in yeah. my mouth. Shout out to Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Drouch's does this like cinnamon swirl bread where they bake it. In a like round tube that's right. covered in cinnamon and sugar. Shit is amazing. Favorite umbrella designs from Rodney. This one's from Rodney. Favorite okay. umbrella designs. I'm gonna go with the umbrella design of the T virus. Oh, yes. that's a good one. I like <laughs> rainbows. See. Ooh, nice. I, I always thought it was funny the ones that you could just hold like that are like really far down that have the little windows you could look through. Nice. So you nice. kind of sit there and look all like creepy, like. Ooh, I like the uh, I like the umbrella design where you can wear them on your head and then it keeps Ooh. it off your shoulders. So if you yes. have to sit there and drink it like at a baseball game when you want to sit on the bleachers or something like, by yourself or at a golf match. Awesome. Any form of goofy hat, I think I think I'm into like the propeller hats. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, real topic: possible kingpin appearance in the new Spider-Man movie, Grain of Salt. Like just like take it with a grain of salt. Yay or nay? Do you want to see kingpin in the in the Spider-Man movie? Nay. Yay or nay? I think he is like the end all be all, but I think they already put Kingpin in. You, know, you want to see him? Yay or nay? Yay. Yay, I agree. Uh, I, I say nay. And can I, although, you know what, if they're going to do it, they must use what's his nuts. It's part of the MCU, they would. Oh, I, hold on. I'm going to throw that out there, though, but like, I understand that, but that's where I think that's one of the biggest mistakes you see made in Batman versus Superman. 
was they're not utilizing oh, the yeah, dude the, that they the have playing screen. the fucking Flash. Yeah, but they, but I, I understand. I agree with you. And I, come on, but they already say that the small screen is MCU, so I wouldn't worry about that too much. Is I think that he needs the to Flash be in it. Is what I'm saying is in Marvel, the 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 small screen stuff is the Marvel. I, I understand. Universe. But for DC, I just think it was a big miss. He's I a really well liked character. He's you know like it's, the show's getting good reviews. Yeah. Why wouldn't you use the guy that you already have set up that's already doing it? Why add another layer of fucking confusion? Oh. Because he's in the TV show. Oh my god. You got to have him separate. God damn. It's DC. a different Flash. Like a hundred different flashes. You know, I know there's Steve like Steve Rogers is the Flash. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's still the best. Ever. So Cosby to stand trial. Discuss. Uh, guilty. At this point, he has to be. Right? Guilty? I mean, I don't know what the statute of limitations are, but I don't think that should ever be something in question for some things that he's being accused of. So, right. yeah. I mean, it, it's almost yeah. to the point where I think he should be found guilty, but just kind of put under house arrest forever because yeah, just he's just die. so old now. Yeah, that, just, just let him die. You know, it's, like, it's not just, like he's 50 running around. Then like he like, like only nine. gets Kodak film and pudding pops to play with. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> all right, so uh, with that, I'd like to uh, remember everybody to listen to all the other shows on the Disease Network, such as Um That Just Happened, starring Adam and Rodney. You're gonna get a disease. You're gonna. I always say it fucked up. You're gonna get a disease, starring uh, Luke and Nick and Jonah. I like you all remember listening to our show, Something Gate, starring Jared and Steve and Mama Claire. And I'd like to thank our special guest, Mr. Ryan Madigan, for showing up tonight. And I also would like you to remember to watch all the one off shows, such as The Drunks, all of our one shots, such as uh, our Turbo Cup events and our Nerd Rage. Badge Dialogue is going to be back, um, kind of monthly ish. Yeah, she, yeah, we yeah. kind of talked about it a little bit. She's going to be back kind of monthly. She's going to wait until she gets some content. Okay. She doesn't have the pressure to like put a show out all the time because it's like if you're putting a show out where you're trying to generate content, it makes it kind of annoying. Yeah. If you're like, trying to find something to do versus being able to just have fun and talk about things. And then when yeah. you have enough stuff together, you can kind of put it out. So it's going to be more of a uh, not so much a one-shot show, but it's going to be a less frequent show. And she's going to take a permanent spot on this show, Something Gate, with me mm-hmm. and Steve. I like when, it. When and if I decide to have him back, because this has been a great audition, Ryan. Oh, I might have yeah. to have you back every week. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, my biggest problem was I took on a role of work that uh, requires a lot uh, more um, brain power than my last one. And she also started playing World of Warcraft, which oh. is a well, killer was, for yeah. everything else besides World of Warcraft. Yes, I, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> <sighs> so for Steve, i got to say, haters are going to hate, ainers are going to hate, and trainers are going to trade. This has been something, Kate. Good night, everybody.